Hey everyone, wife here. So husband and I, but mostly husband, have been trying a new idea um, with some live Twitch streams. So here is some of the audio from some of his new streams. This is a work in progress, so fair warning, the sound levels and quality aren't quite up to our usual standard, but we are working on it. So without further ado, here's Husband and TCG Rollout talking about the action cards of the Transformers game. Officially live, ladies and gentlemen. So, welcome to House of Random, or as we've renamed the channel. This is the Random Thoughts Twitch TV channel, and we're joined today by a well, we're currently make it sound like we've had you on every day since we've ever been doing this, but you are a returning guest, Landon. So, why don't you introduce yourself again for all the people out there that may or may not be familiar with TCG Rollout, which you should see on your screens right now. Yeah, it actually has turned out to be a great resource, especially for people that are, well, like my wife, who's tired of listening to me talk about Transformers. I think she'll listen about Transformers, but not specifically from me. <laughs> so it definitely has helped out because I, and I brought up your channel to a number of people at our release event yesterday. Uh, so I had the opportunity, I was traveling back from a wedding and flew in at like four in the morning and then got back to my house threw my stuff in a bag, and then hauled over to the store and managed to squeeze in a couple games. It wasn't exactly the best showing I've ever had, but it was definitely fun. Oh, that's good. So to, exactly. So to that end, I know you were, well, not only did you attend an event, but you actually ran an event, right? Awesome. So are you going to start with Constructed, or is the scene really doing limited for a while, get everybody's collection built up, and then go from there? Um, well, for this first event, we did a draft. I was able to talk with members of the community nearby, and people wanted to do a draft. So we did that, and had a decent showing. The cards, the comic shop ran out of booster boxes. Well, that, <laughs> I guess that's a good problem to have. <laughs> Right. I know. Awesome. I know that our local scene, I was speaking with a number of people who had gone to release events actually on Friday, and then yesterday, Saturday, we were playing, and then everybody seemed very excited to play more events. They wanted to play constructed. I think everyone's very excited to dive into bringing their own feel because everyone latched on to the tribal themes of, oh, I loved Thundercrackers, so I want to build a plane deck, or the Insecticons are so awesome, or really 
everybody was looking for Grimlock, which nobody opened, but... <laughs> Apparently he is... Uh, word on the street is he's pretty popular. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've seen that around. <laughs> yeah, here and there people are bringing it up. So, uh, speaking of which, I did want to give a quick shout-out to uh, Scott Landis, who has started VectorSigma.info. It's not currently on the overlay on the screen right now, but you can take a look for it. He's been posting in the Discord and the Facebook groups, a couple other places. There, one of the things I want to point out is that there is a card database on there. So, if you don't happen to be actively looking at one of Landon's videos on TCG Rollout, you could also check out there to see what certain card text is, or if you want to filter for a deck idea, that sort of thing. So, exactly. And we're looking forward to, he's already has an article up, speaking of Dinobots, about a Dinobot build, and he's going to be talking about the bold keyword going forward, which is really cool. Landon and I were discussing before we got on that, well, <laughs> there's a lot of math in this game, and I'm going to trust somebody else to, to do it for me, because I'm not great at it. What about you, Landon? Yes. <laughs> the, those stat classes that I had, you know, an eternity ago are coming back to haunt me now because I'll be honest, as I said, I did not do very well in my release event. And I think that was a significant part of the problem. Yeah. I, I also noticed a lot of people, they're still getting used to the flow of the game. Yes. When you reshuffle your deck, what cards actually get reshuffled, what cards don't. When you play a card, what happens to it. Right. Exactly. And that's even before you get to the level of the actual strategy for it of, okay, when do I want to try and trigger a reshuffle within the next couple turns? Maybe I can push my opponent into a reshuffle to get those things out of their scrap, scrap pile or, you know, whatever it happens to be. What sequence are they going to attack me in so I can force an untap? Mm -hmm. Or do I want to let them force me to un You know, there's a lot of intricacy that actually one of the people at our release, big Transformers fan, and first of all, shout out to everybody that was at our release event because they were all awesome. Everybody was really super cool. And uh, one of the guys said, well, he was a big fan, obviously, of Transformers, big toy collector, but did not come in expecting the level of depth that the game had. He was, oh, well, it's just going to be, you know, kind of dump your cards on the table and go. But he was realizing very quickly, as, even just from reading it before he even started playing and then obviously afterwards, that there's a lot to this game. So one thing I wanted to ask you about your events before we get to what everybody's really here for, <laughs> and that's actually talking about the cards. So did you guys play best of one or best two or three? Um, best of one, just to keep it flowing and keep it going. Now, do you plan on doing best two or three when you get around to your constructed events? Probably not. Okay. Right. And, you know, we're both surprised by what each other's playing against. With a best, you know, of three, it, the next matches are a lot of like, okay, well, it does get deeper in strategy, but it slows down the game sometimes, or one person is just like, well, I got destroyed the first game, and now I got to throw another game. Like, come on. That can happen, yeah. But I do personally lean towards two or three only because... 
as you said, there can be a number of surprises. So maybe, oh, well, they just blew me out. I didn't expect them to do X. And then you can try and adapt games two and three. But I think it's still so early in the life that I'm willing to experiment with, okay, well, we'll give best of one a shot. Maybe it's perfectly fine sort of thing. Okay. Uh, there's plenty of time for all finish match and I'm just watching other people play. And it's like, right. I'm playing that. Okay. And then I start thinking about my matchup with them later. Oh yeah, at the local level you can definitely get get the advanced scouting done. Yeah. Do a little uh, bumblebee advanced scout ahead of time. <laughs> so one other thing I wanted to touch on and then we'll we really will move into everything was did anything jump out or surprise you before we get into actually talking about literally every card? <laughs> when you were doing your draft or just playing in general now that you physically have the cards in hand? Uh, well, the first thing that really jumped out at me, at our draft, we went with 30-card decks instead of 40-card decks to make it a little bit easier. Makes sense. To hone in on a strategy. And the guys next to me pulled Aquatic Cosmos, and immediately people were like, oh, well, that's going to suck. <laughs> Okay. And then he never got it off again. Really? Yeah, and he lost the next two matches. Even with a 30-card deck, Autobot Cosmos' ability is difficult to track. Makes sense. So were you expecting, I mean, obviously with the smaller decks, you were expecting it, and apparently everybody to blow it out or blow someone out, aside maybe over the course of the event. Were there any sleeper cards that... You know, you thought we're going to be garbage and then suddenly turned out to be MVPs? Um, well, just to let people know, I did go undefeated at this event, so my thoughts are a little skewed. <laughs> uh, but the two cards that I saw, and we pulled plenty of, a lot of people were playing them, but I got three of, of these cards because I saw their potential, okay. was Drill Arms yes. and Scrapper Goblins. Yes. They are ridiculously good. Now, I, I, I put them, I pulled them out of my draft deck, and I put them in my Shockwave Inferno deck that I built <laughs> last night. Oh, the one that you had just done the video about? Yeah. For those of you out there that aren't aware, there's a new video out today that you probably want to check out. Yeah, it's a Shockwave Inferno deck. It's a bit of disruption, a bit of burn, and just swinging in with those giant characters. Nice. Yeah, I was actually taken aback, although... It sounds silly to say that Nemesis Prime is a surprise because the stat blocks are just huge. But at the same time, I expected in a limited format that it might be constricting. Because, you know, you're not walking in with your ideal deck composition. You know, you, you may have just gotten unlucky with the way your packs turned out. But let me tell you, funny story about Nemesis Prime. It doesn't matter what's in your deck when you're just punching people for like a gazillion. <laughs> you know, so I definitely yeah. lost a round to that. Uh, I ended up playing basically what seems to be the standard tank build, and I wanted to try it. It didn't really work out for me, but I guarantee I built my deck wrong. And in retrospect, like middle of round two, I go, "This, I've made mistakes." <laughs> so, uh, were there any other major thoughts that you had about your events or your release events or what you're planning on doing moving forward before we dive into the cards? Um, not really. I I was surprised by the variety that I saw, that, and 
the combinations people were pulling off in a draft format mm-hmm. without being able to pre-plan anything. You know, you get your card, and people came up with some pretty brilliant strategies. Uh, no one pulled any Insecticon, so all the Insecticon-only cards kept getting passed. <laughs> but one guy, uh, Fishformers, he's another YouTuber, actually. He was there, and he actually built a plain deck. Really? In a draft format. Wow. He got Skywarp, Thundercracker, and Ramjet, and I was impressed. Like, he he did really well. I'll actually have a video of that match going up tomorrow. Oh, did you film the entire event? Uh, for the most part. I filmed four, four games. Okay. So. Awesome. Yeah, definitely, if you can't see it on the screen, for whatever reason, maybe you're listening to this all audio, head on over to YouTube and just look, look for TCG Rollout. You will find it. And there's a lot of awesome content there. Obviously, there's going to be those matches that we just discussed. There's a deck pack that just went up today. And there's a bunch of things so you can get Landon's thoughts on the spoilers from spoiler season before the official release. Yeah. Are you planning? A lot of it still oh, stands up. Like, a lot of it still stands up, and you can go back and still hear these strategies. A lot of stuff has been revealed since then. Right. But, you know, you'll start piecing things together as you go through the videos. Yes. And I think that it, it'll be fun a couple months from now to look back and say, oh, was there a sleeper? Did we overrate something? That's kind of why I wanted to do this. And we're going to jump right into talking about some of the cards and then seeing, you know, how do we feel? Because I have a feeling that you and I are going to disagree based on some of the stuff that I've heard you say before or, or we've said directly before. But well, I think I it's going to be interesting. Go. Well, I don't want to. <laughs> I'm putting you to the test. Here we go. So, well, it, it, it's good because I learned. I mean, this is a lesson that I know from before from playing other games. But it's important to be able to talk to other people and get outside perspective. When it's only your own thoughts rolling around in your head, it's very easy to convince yourself of any given thing. Yeah, very true. So uh, I'm excited, and I was really excited yesterday, and I'm excited today to talk to other people about this game because I'll be honest, I spent a, I, I stayed after the event yesterday and talked to somebody literally about the Transformers Prime toys for like an hour after the event was over, <laughs> which was awesome. Like it, It's really cool to have this sort of community already at the start of the oh, game. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. One of my favorite things about Pokemon is, you know, after an event, it's like, oh, hey, did you see the episode yesterday or the new movie coming out? Yeah. Like, there's constantly something, and Transformers has that, too. Exactly. So I'm going to pop up the cards right now. We'll see if we can – whoop, that's the wrong set of cards. We're going to start with this one because I wanted to start with the actions. We're going to leave the characters for last, or I'm going to try and leave the characters for last. I think that's the most ex- some of the most exciting ones. Okay. Not to say that the actions and battle or uh, upgrades, rather, battle cards in general are not exciting, but we'll start there and then kind of go through. There are some good ones. Oh, yeah. So this is basically an alphabetical order by card name. Cool. Uh, For anybody out there listening, if you head over to the official Transformers TCG Facebook page, there is already an album there that is produced by, well, the Wizards team. And it has all the cards. Or if you head over to VectorSigma.info, you can pick up all that stuff. So if you're on audio, you definitely have a chance to later on go check this stuff out. If you're watching this on YouTube or on Twitch, well, I hope you can see everything on screen, or otherwise I'm doing something horribly, horribly wrong. <laughs> Which is not a wrong possibility, but... I am Optimus Prime. And I can do no wrong at this point. 
<laughs> so the first one we got up is All Out Attack. Uh, I don't really have any criteria for how we want to grade these going in, so what are your thoughts, Landon? How do you want to proceed with these? Uh, I don't, I'm not a big fan of grading systems. Okay. Just how useful is it? That's right. what I like to talk about. All uh, right, so how useful is All Out Attack to you? Really useful. <laughs> That's what I thought. If you were playing the Optimus Prime that gets to play action cards from cards flipped, it is ridiculous. Yes. <laughs> I was playing a match on Tabletop Simulator, and my opponent flipped that on the first attack. Wow. And in with Optimus and Nemesis on the first turn. It was ridiculous. Was that the one I saw where it, they basically just ate somebody on turn one and you were immediately down? Yeah, yeah. Yep. I could definitely see that with the two primes going at it. This one, I, I'm just kind of blown away. Now, this is one of the promo ones, yes. which I did want to bring up. So what are your thoughts on this being this strong as a promo card? I'm, I've said this since the beginning. I'm hoping for reprints. I'm hoping a different release. I'm hoping these get out in the wild in a better fashion, in a easier fashion to get. Yes. Uh, because I don't have them right now. Me, as like, you know, someone covering this game on a daily basis doesn't have these cards. Right. And I think everyone should have these cards. Cliffjumper yes. is awesome. If you're building a card deck, Cliffjumper is something you seriously have to consider. If you're building a plane deck, Slipstream. If you're building any deck, all-out attack and tandem targeting system are really important cards to consider. So Absolutely. And it's I'm in complete agreement with you. I I was shocked when I saw these cards released, even before we knew a whole lot about the game, because you read that card text and given the way the resource system works, because there isn't really a resource system, it's action based. Yeah. You this seems on its face insane. So the question is not should they, but when will they? Because if they don't, I think this is going to be a long-term problem from a monetary perspective. I haven't mm -hmm. checked to see what it's at currently, but given that Nemesis Prime was going for triple digits as of yesterday, oof. Now it, it's it, still early. It is still yes. early. Those prices will lower, at least on Nemesis. But this, I mean, the inventory that's out there is. If we assume no more reprintings, yeah, all the ones that are out there are out there. Yeah. So that, I sincerely hope Hasbro, Wizards, whoever's making this decision, please tell me that these are in, like, the Metroplex deck that's coming out. That would be brilliant. I mean, Cliffjumper and Slipstream won't be there, but that would right. be a brilliant move. Or if they, if Slipstream or All Out Attack makes it into the inevitable Decepticon starter, or they, you know, provide a functional reprint of Cliffjumper as, you know, say, one of the Stunticons. You know, what if Wild Rider had the exact same text and it had some requirements so you couldn't have him and Clip Jumper on the same team or something? There, there are yeah. ways around it, uh, just so that, you know, it's an alternate art promo, something, so that you don't have the haves and have-nots for this sort of thing. Yeah, I would definitely love to see alternate art promos that are these cards with different yeah. art. It still leaves the people that were lucky enough to get those con-exclusive cards with something to treasure with these amazing art on these cards, and then it gives newer players the chance to actually play them. Right. 
So we have our first mistake of the stream because I, I was in studio mode and apparently never threw the card on the, the live stream, so I apologize for that. Uh, <laughs> I'm still learning the Twitch setup, but hopefully we'll, we won't have too many more hiccups like that. But I think that kind of covers it for all out attack. I can't imagine this card won't see play. Yeah. Yeah. There, <laughs> there are too many uses for it. It's too useful. Yeah, it's such a swing in momentum. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. Or even just the uh, the initial first blood, as we learned from your tabletop simulator game. Oh, yeah, <laughs> seriously. That was scary. Yeah. So the next one we have up is backup plan. So for those of you audio listeners out there, scrap your hand, then draw three cards. So personally, I'm a fan of this one. I think that you know, aggressive decks are going to like this, where you're dumping your hand on the table. It gives you a chance to refill. It has a white pip, so maybe you care about that. Uh there are some ways to recur things, such as the aforementioned Optimist that can bring back an action. There's some other ones that can bring back actions. What are your thoughts on this one? Uh, one of the most powerful draw cards we have right now. Right. Um, what's great about it is drawing three cards. And card draw is very important in this game. You start with a hand of three cards, four for your first draw, and you can play two cards a turn, but you only draw one. So anything that gets you more cards is fantastic. Do you happen to have a deck that's already running this, or do you already envision something, or are you, in general, you see that, okay, something will run this eventually? It is in my Shockwave Inferno deck. Nice. I believe I played two of it. Okay. And three system reboots, two data banks, and those drill arm and scrapper gauntlets nice. that also can draw, like tons of draw. Makes sense. So do you picture this being an auto-include? Are you going that far? Uh, I don't know if I'd go that far, actually. Okay. It, it really depends on your build. The white battle icon is fantastic. Right. But there are certain cards that may not want that or something along those lines. It really depends. I do think most decks should play it, though. Right. I guess this would, there are some cards that we'll see later on that this may compete with. And mm -hmm. the scrapping your hand can certainly mess with you. Uh, I mean, obviously you're discarding cards, but at the same time, because you are limited on how many cards you can play a turn, barring some outside interference, you definitely can hit it at the wrong time. Yeah. So that is a concern. I actually ran into that. I mean, it was in a limited event. So obviously, as we discussed, yeah. the deck composition is a little messed up, but it is something that can happen. Yeah, no, I had a hand of four actions with backup plan being one, and it's like, I need an upgrade. Right. Oh, well, like, drop it, drop three cards, hope I get an upgrade. Like Exactly. Yeah, it's uh, very reminiscent of Professor Sycamore from Pokemon. Yes. And so that was a must-have in every deck. Right. So I could see this being a must-have, but there are other draw options, and even characters have draw options. So Now, to go with the, the Pokemon analogy, they, the professors did make way for, uh, is it Cynthia, the one where shuffle your hand in, draw six instead? Cynthia is the new hotness for Pokemon. Yeah. Right. So the, there is a potential that, I mean, this is one of the best options we have right now, but down the line, even if it were a currently a mandatory card, assuming it is, of course, uh -huh it could become not so mandatory depending on what other hard draw options we see later. Yeah, definitely. Right.
So I think that any other thoughts on backup plan before we move on? Uh, I had a brilliant play with it. I played leap into battle and then backup plan. And my opponent was like, wait, you're leaping into battle and then figuring out your backup plan? <laughs> Seems pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the uh, one thing, I didn't have any on this one, but I do want to uh, make some call-outs when we see some later cards for some of the artwork and things, because those sort of things definitely come into play. Oh, yeah. And they, they, I love staring at this art. They do evoke a lot of... Uh, <laughs> Well, I'm going to say emotions, but that's not the only thing. It, it, there's a lot of nostalgia and a lot of other things, because I've read a lot of these comics, so I do appreciate the art in general, so I did want to call that out for a second. Yeah. So the next one we have up is Battle Ready. So for you audio listeners out there, we got an orange pip, still in action. Each of your characters gets plus one attack until end of turn for each upgrade on it. So the obvious thought is Megatron Living Weapon is probably running this. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, what else do you foresee this showing up in, or did, do you like this part at all? Uh, I love it. Um, I ran it in my specialist deck at the draft, and even two upgrades, heck, even one upgrade, game plus one is still important. Right. But having two upgrades, it's still good. It's one less than leap into battle if you have two upgrades, and it has an orange battle icon. So. Yeah, that, that is pretty important. Energy, yeah. And sure, it gives it to all your characters, so if you have a couple untapped and your opponent's fully untapped, it gets even better. Exactly. Just using it as an extra leap into battle. So let's say you're playing an aggressive deck, say, I don't know, Dinobots. <laughs> because going to play those. Yeah, I mean, they're not that popular, right? Yeah. So let's say that you're running a Dinobots build, and, or any other aggressive deck. Maybe it's cars, maybe it's whatever. Whatever happens to become the de facto aggro deck. Is, do you feel that that orange pip is more important than the guaranteed plus attack on Leap into Battle? I would say yes. For Dinobots, yes. Because Dinobots for, like, require um, bold. Right. They're all about bold. So you're flipping multiple cards where I don't... I honestly think if you take out all blue battle icons cards out of Dinobots, you'll be hitting harder and doing better. Makes sense. I haven't playtested or anything, but that's just my gut feeling. So Battle Ready is definitely better with something like that, but something like Megatron, who's more worried about upgrades and less about flipping cards over, like Leap into Battle is still good there. And that will guarantee three, where Battle Ready is maybe two if you're not fully prepared. Right. And I think you're on the right track, because that was actually my thought on it, that assuming you're playing Megatron Living Weapon or something that where it's more go tall, this yeah. seems like an obvious include, but you're, you are capped at three right now. Now, maybe later on down the line, there will be an upgrade that lets you have five upgrades or something like that. The yeah. problem is that if you're going tall, the, each of your characters probably isn't going to matter too much. And, mm -hmm. well... You're just not getting all the mileage out of it, and you also probably want more blue pips since, well, your opponent's just going to be laying into your one or two guys. Yeah, but something like Cars, mm -hmm. that goes really wide and has a lot of untapping, right. could really take advantage of Battle Ready. You're going to have that final attack where all your opponents are 
all your opponent's characters are tapped, and you're sitting there with a couple characters with a couple upgrades on each, and you throw that down, and it could be a massive swing. Absolutely. And there are already, such as Turbo Boosters, a number of car-centric upgrades that you're probably going to want to see. Yeah. And that's before you even get into, you know, well, do I just run generic stuff like Energon Axe? Or, you know, if for some reason you're throwing in Ironhide Static Laser or any of the other specific weapons, those sort of things, you're going to be running some upgrades. And even if you get plus two, if you're attacking with three guys on that turn due to untapped or whatever happens, well, that's plus six attack across them as opposed to a simple plus three from leap. Yeah. So I think that kind of covers this one. I would imagine that we are going to see this one going forward, even at common. That it's, yeah. uh, it's going to be pretty common showing up in a lot of decks. One thing I like is that the commons seem to be a good base for every deck, and then the rares are more of the tech-ins. Exactly. So, yeah, really that, like that. yeah, as opposed to more top-down from the rarity perspective, although that does come into play with the characters a little bit, I think. A little bit. But for the abilities, you can definitely build something out of a couple packs in your starter, and it'll be reasonable. Yeah, I saw online someone built an Insecticon deck, and he was playtesting it, and he actually lost to the starter, because those commons are seriously good. Exactly. No, you're absolutely right. So moving on from there, we have Bombing Run, another... Well, if the previous one wasn't officially a car card, this one is officially a plane card. <laughs> so Bombing yeah. Run is a one blue pip action. Choose an enemy character. Move one damage counter from each of your planes to that enemy. Now, we've already seen that for the vast majority of them, the planes are high star cost. So you're not talking you're going to be moving five damage counters. You're probably looking at three, more likely two, given that one of them is going to eat it at some point. But yeah. essentially being a life leech card, I feel like, the, I mean, it's an auto-include in planes by virtue of what it does, but do you see this card in general being enough to keep planes flying? Yes. Uh, like you mentioned, you're going to get an average of two with it, and Plasma Burst is two damage with no battle icon. Right. This is healing two, plus two damage, plus a blue battle icon, which planes desperately need because they have really low defenses. Yes. Especially if you <laughs> want to look at Ramjet, which we'll get to later. It's hilarious to me that he's a melee plane. I get why, but it never stops being funny. Yeah. <laughs> so well, here's, his name is Ramjet. <laughs> exactly. I mean, and if you know the character, yeah, that, that fits him, but it's still really funny. So let me ask you this, and it's going to be something I'll probably be a broken record about when we get to other cards. Do you feel that planes can function as essentially a non-combat phase deck? As in, yes, they obviously need to attack, they obviously need to defend, but could they function as a deck with a lot of no-pick cards that tries to literally just airstrike you to death with things like bombing runs or plasma burst or even zap to try and hit you out of combat, ignore your defenses? They definitely could. Um, if you're building that way, you definitely have to include slipstream. Right. And currently my favorite plane build is not slipstream. Ooh. Well, when we get to characters, I'm curious about that because I have personally been waffling between, say, the classic secret team versus getting Slipstream in there versus Sunstorm. There, there's a lot of configurations there, which is also a testament to the game that it's not, oh, well, you have to play Seekers. And if you don't play Seekers, you lose. But you, have, you have the option. I, 
Hopefully, part of that feeling isn't just me being slightly salty over not getting Slipstream. <laughs> but, you know, I, I see Slipstream, and I see the way planes are reacting. I'm like, I'm, I'm not seeing the benefit of Slipstream as much now. So. Right. Yeah, having played the, the game even briefly a little bit now that I've had a chance to play it in person and not, you know, with proxies or something, it definitely has changed my opinion on a lot of these cards. Yeah. As we said, this one in particular will be a mandatory if you're running planes. I can't really see a reason why you wouldn't right now. Yeah. And as you said, I agree with you. I think this will be what – it's a linchpin for planes and actually buoying them. Do you feel yeah. planes in general, even with this, are at that point? Do you think they can stand up to those car builds? They're going to be a lot tougher to stand up in the meta, I feel. They've got a lot of synergy, but – you got to go all planes or no planes. Right. You're not going to be tucking a plane in here and there. Like, it's either all planes and no planes, and we're kind of limited on planes currently. Yeah. So, it definitely is something that, while I personally love the tribal themes, and I love that, oh, well, I want to play tanks, I want to play planes, I want to play Insecticons, Dinobots, whatever it happens to be, it definitely does push you into certain decks, which I know is not a... Some people may chafe at that idea. Uh huh. So it yeah, as it's good bad. Some random people saying Shockwave Inferno is going to work out. <laughs> hey, I like the sound of that. I'm not going to lie. I have a bunch of Shockwave builds, and I think that also. I, I don't want to get too far ahead of us, but I think it really plays into the lore of Shockwave that he's the mad scientist. So you get these wacky builds. Yeah. Like it, everything about this game fits together so well. Oh, yeah, it's amazing. Especially, like, the theme it just oozes out of everything. But anyway, we'll move on from Bombing Run. I think we're all in agreement that this one's pretty good. Yeah. So this is one that I'm curious, since I haven't had the chance to watch your Shockwave video, whether it's in there, I can only assume that it is, and that's Brainstorm. It is a three-up yeah. Shockwave. So it is going to be played in every deck. I would imagine, yeah. So Brainstorm for audio listeners, one blue pip. Action, as we're discussing, you may play an action. Then you may play another action. So we were talking about numbers and how they break down and how many upgrades and how many actions. Well, this one definitely skews that math. So tell us what you think about it. It is ridiculous. So it is an action itself. So basically you'll only get to play two actions in a turn. And I say only as if that's a bad thing. That's a fantastic <laughs> thing. Yeah. And... I, I was thinking about last night while I was building. It's like, you know what would be crazy? Having two brainstorms in hand. Yes. Because there's no restriction on just chaining them, as far as I'm aware. They, they have yeah. said nothing about, oh, you can't play the same card twice in a turn. Go yeah, nuts. I, I felt like smoke come out of my ear. I think I broke my brain when I thought of that. <laughs> uh, I, was, I was playing this at the draft event, and there were too many times where it was like, I'm just going to empty my hand, and the last action I play is backup plan. You know, so I just empty my hand, and then for that last action with Brainstorm, backup plan. Let me fill up my hand again and attack. Seems you know, good. Prepared for the next turn, and I just did a bunch of stuff. So do you have any super secret tech? I mean, it, again, if anybody out there hasn't yet, check out TCG Rollout on YouTube because he has this deck that we keep referring to, that Shockwave Inferno build out there. And I know you're putting up more, but 
What's the craziest play that you have lined up so far or have already done with Brainstorm? So in the draft, there was this one turn. I did Brainstorm. I did the both multi upgrades that one <laughs> lets me play an additional upgrade, one lets me play an additional action, and I seriously played like five to six cards that turn. That's ridiculous. And like I said, final card was backup plan and just drew three cards and then attacked and was prepared for the next round. Feels good, man. That feels good. That was ridiculous. <laughs> I, I'm really excited about this card. I think it... So for all the people out there who had initially looked at this game and said, oh, well, it's super simple. What, what kind of strategy could there possibly be? Aside from the fact that well, there's a lot of non-obvious things. This one is a more obvious one where it's, okay, you can set up something crazy and really do something wild with this and you're, you catch your opponent, like set up a trap and actually walk them into it with this sort of thing. This card makes it make the deck building make a lot more sense right? because you're not just doing, oh, half upgrades, half actions because I yep. can only play one of each. This card makes you go, well, I can play more actions, so I should probably have more actions. Exactly. And then there's other cards that let you play more upgrades, so maybe I should have more upgrades. And you start getting into those fine-tuning uh, areas of deck building. You're absolutely right. So you had mentioned earlier briefly that you feel that this will probably be an auto-include in everything? Yes. I could definitely see that. Although, by the same token, some of those upgrade-heavy decks may not want to share the card, the deck space for this particular card. That's kind of one of the only areas that initially I would say, well, I definitely don't want Brainstorm. It's definitely going to be on my list of potential things that are getting sleeved up every time I build something, though. So if you're going upgrade heavy, and we'll get to this card later, mm -hmm. but keep in mind new design. Yes. And with Brainstorm, you can... Play an upgrade, play Brainstorm, new design, upgrade, new design, upgrade, Megatron's ready to go. Seems pretty good. <laughs> Seems pretty good. Just load them up right away. Got to start the game off right. Yeah, like, you know, turn two. Your, your Megatron's good to go. <laughs> yep. So uh, I think that pretty much says everything for Brainstorm. This card, although the only other part is that I love Brainstorm the character. So <laughs> I get why Wheeljack's on there. He's in the set. It makes sense. But at the same time, I said, well, we're going to get a brainstorm eventually, I assume. <laughs> so well, it's just a, an odd quirk there. Yeah. So we'll move on to the next one, which is actually collateral damage. So this is one that I'm excited about. So it's a single blue pip. Each player chooses a weapon on one of their characters and scraps it. Each player chooses a card in their hand and scraps it. Now there's a number of discard cards in general, and that's really the half of the card that I'm excited about. Uh -huh. Now, you had mentioned your Shockwave build, so I had run some numbers, and if I could find it right now, which I can't, I wrote down exactly how many discard cards there were, and there were a lot more than I had thought initially, because mm -hmm. just in thinking about the set in general, I just didn't have many that came to mind. But there's yeah. more, you could actually go heavy on discard. So what do you, do you think collateral damage is worth running? Are you even running it? It is a three of in my shockwave. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty obvious. Right. Um, and it is fantastic. And the thing that I like about so many uh, discard cards being in this game is that there's no mill win condition. 
Right. So it's not like you're racing your opponent's deck to uh, against your life. You're just messing with them. Right. You know, it's just pure like, oh, I saw that you played that upgrade. Well, let's get rid of that. And you know what? Get rid of a card in your hand, too. Right. Now, they, they get to pick, so it's not that bad, but still, like... It definitely yeah. changes the math on things. Now, one thing that... So, in other games that I've played, it's not uncommon to back up aggro with discard, because it's you're going to apply pressure, you're going to disrupt them, and then you try and get there before they can really compile all their defenses. In this particular case, I can't imagine you're running it in any aggro build, simply because you're presumably going to be playing weapons yourself, and you're setting yourself back. Granted, you could find a way to take advantage of the symmetry and break it, but... Mm -hmm. It could become a clutch play in a aggro versus aggro deck. Yes. But in general, I don't think aggro will really find this card as useful. Yeah. It's, it's definitely defensive in nature, given the weapon removal part of it. It is a little odd to then have an anti-aggro attached to what amounts to, I guess, anti-control. Because you'd assume your aggro deck is dumping their hand on the board very, relatively quickly compared to some kind of slower deck. But mm -hmm. the, the sheer existence of Shockwave means that, well, this card will find a home somewhere, even if that's the only one. Yeah. Now, I you think Insecticons could also take advantage of it. Yes, they do have their own discard elements uh, yeah. where it could come into play. I'm excited about them in general, but we'll, we'll leave that for a little bit later on. So uh, moving from collateral damage, we have Computer Sabotage, which is another discard card, this time with a orange pip. Your opponent chooses three cards from their hand and scraps the rest. So yeah. you lead off. What do you think of this one? It's good. It's going to be tough to pull off. Right. So I have it as a three of in uh, my Shockwave deck, mm -hmm. and I haven't gotten to playtest the Shockwave deck yet. I've had this idea for a while, and I built it, and I made a video about it, so I haven't gotten a chance to play it. I'm a little concerned about this card, because with how rare it was that my opponent had more than four cards in hand, discarding one isn't that great. Right. But there was a match where my opponent got data bank early and just drew two cards every turn and played some other draw cards, and he got up to like a seven-card hand, and it would have been great to play this down. Right. So it's a very situational play. And so I'm still, that one is still in flux. I do have it as a three of currently. It will still find a home in Shockwave, but I just don't know how many. Yeah, my, I was initially excited, but I agree with you. After playing some games, it was definitely a rarity for my opponent to have more than three cards in hand at all, period, let alone yeah. more than four. And it almost feels as though it's intended to be a sideboard card, if those are a thing. Sideboards, that is. Uh -huh. But given that, A, we don't know if that's actually going to happen, and B, as you said, currently, yes, there are decks that could draw a lot of cards. I don't even know if they're going to have a lot of cards in hand over multiple turns yet. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm not super hot on this one. It, as you said, Shockwave will probably have a couple copies of it but I'm not even sure you're going to want more than a couple copies. Yeah. Just because it's so rare that you're going, to, you're going to be sitting on this forever. I guess it'll be a blowout when it happens, if it does. It's not bad disruption for aggro decks, though. That is true. 
But you got that orange icon and mm -hmm. small disruption from your opponent. Might work in those actually. There, that is a good point because similar to the WoW TCG, you can run utility things like this, kind of main deck sideboard cards for those matchups. And any matchup where you don't care, well, I'll throw it away to backup plan, shuffle it back in. And it's just an orange pip. Yeah, that sort of thing. So it, it could have a home there. In general, I. I don't know if it's a function of the card pool or people haven't figured out exactly how control decks work or what the case is. Like I said, I <laughs> there are too many aggressive decks where even if you were to shred their hand, they're still keeping three, which is a, a good chunk. You know, it's not... Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm not a huge that's, fan of it yet. That's a starting hand size. Yeah. So how much are you really hurting them if that's the starting hand size? Right. That's the way I see it. And... To be fair, three cards isn't a whole lot. There were definitely times when I was playing where I'm looking at my three cards and I'm like, I, I don't actually want any of these. I'd love to find a way to, to cycle these, but they're all, there are three upgrades and I don't even want to play them out. You know, something like yeah. that. Uh, you can pin your opponent, but in general, I'm not too hot right now. We'll see. Maybe, maybe I'm going to get proved wrong, but I do love that Tailgate is on here for all you comic book fans out there. <laughs> so, uh, I, <laughs> although he's, this wouldn't be intentional sabotage. <laughs> Tailgate just kind of would goof into it. But in any case, let's move on to the next one, which is Dino Chomp. Now, this one, I don't know how much we have to say about this one, but <laughs> Dino yeah. Chomp, Blue Pip, scrap your hand. Each, or excuse me, one of your Dino Bots gets both five until end of turn. Yeah. I, I don't know what you say about this one because it's just, it's good. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's a three of an any Dinobot deck. Of course. Like, I'm the one bad side is it has a blue battle icon. Yes. Oh no. Like, yeah, what a crisis. Although that yeah. is a trend that aggressive card text yields a defensive pip and vice versa in a lot of scenarios. Yeah. But uh, here's a little uh, spiciness for you. Play brainstorm. Mm -hmm. Play supercharge. <laughs> then Dino Chomp. Oh, man, your opponent's going to be in for a bad time very quickly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this, obviously a cornerstone of the Dinobot deck, and obviously it's kind of useless outside of it. Yeah. But have you actually tried this out, or have you has the Scrap Your Hand been holding you back on this at all? I haven't gotten a chance to play Dinobots, but Scrap Your Hand for a chance to do a massive attack Sounds like Dinobots. Yes. And yeah, given Snarl will be on the team, which we'll talk about later, but he uh, kind of mitigates that anyway, and obviously you could play around it in a number of ways. Yeah. I can't imagine that this will not be causing some tears in the future for a number of people. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So the next one we got is Disarm. A little less, probably going to be less ubiquitous. Uh, Blue Pip. Return all upgrades on a character to their owner's hand. So you got Inferno on an action card. Yeah. Now, I personally like this because you can bounce your own upgrades if you wanted to. And bouncing hovercrafts maybe is a thing. I'm not sure, mm -hmm. but possibly. There's several upgrades. I wouldn't mind bouncing back to my hand. Right. Uh, the one big issue I have with it is it's my action for the turn. Right. I actually don't play it in my... Shockwave deck at all. I mm -hmm. just rely off Inferno to return upgrades to hand and then disrupt that with an action card. So and that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. it's 
I know there was some talk about whether, you know, does this invalidate Inferno or the other way around in a number of different areas across various social media? I I don't think they, I think you're for that kind of conversation it's two different things. Yeah. They did they definitely don't or I would assume do not end up in the same deck. Yeah, I'll agree to that definitely. Do you feel that there is I mean obviously you're you just said that you have an Inferno deck that is, or Inferno Shockwave, but it's contingent on bouncing upgrades. Do you feel that that is something really viable because of that specific thing right now? Or do you think it, it needs more help for there to be a, a I bounce my upgrades, not deck? Uh, that's a tough call right now. Mm. <laughs> Putting you on the spot. <laughs> yeah, there's so many upgrades I'd love to bounce back, especially with um, specialists. Those multi-tool, multi-mission gear are ridiculous cards that with specialists should see play. Right. And bouncing those back can really lead to an advantage on your turn, but like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, going disarm. forward, I think I disarm even in that case that, like you said, spending your action and then your upgrade action to play the upgrade again, it uh, it makes a little bit more sense to play it as a Megatron counter. Yes. Once he gets rolling, okay, return all your upgrades. That's three more turns that you've got to waste attaching the Megatron to get him going again. Right. Not that Megatron isn't bad with one or just two weapons, but still. Yes. It is so. definitely probably going to see, as we discussed, essentially a main deck sideboard card for those sort of matchups. Yeah. Do you think it's enough of a thorn in the side of regular upgrades, or is it strictly going to be for those living weapon scenarios? So if somebody's playing just plain cars or something, is it worth bouncing some upgrades? Against cars, I would say don't. Right. <laughs> <laughs> They've got so many tools in the treasure chest that I, I honestly would rather scrap them in play with ramming speed. We're just returning them to their hand. I feel like there's more stuff I've got to play or to take advantage of that. Right. I, I can't do much with it in a single turn, uh, but it can still be plenty disruptive. I think in general I would rather have ramming speed over disarm unless I'm bouncing my own stuff. Just yeah. because it, even in the living weapon scenario, eventually they're just going to replay it or replay yeah. the most important one. And there's probably one that you really want gone, and it's just nice to get rid of the others. So I'll just off whatever that thing is and be done with it. Yeah, you can always disarm yourself, return a couple upgrades to you. One of those is like, you know, uh, Scrapper Gauntlets. Play that as your upgrade and still discard one of their weapons. Exactly. Yeah, I, I definitely think it's going to be better using it on yourself, ironically enough, for <laughs> card name Disarm. Yeah. yeah. So the next one we got is Disruption. Speaking of Disruption, look at your opponent's hand and scrap an upgrade from it. It's an orange pick. So are you running this in your Shockwave list? I am not. Yeah, it's... I. It's something that, again, I consider just because, well, odds are you're going to have at least some upgrades, but it, it's so situational. It's, yeah, it's the classic example of here's this weaker card of another card that you have, but with slight differences that make it a possible play. Right. Disruption makes security checkpoints look broken. You know, like yeah. security <laughs> checkpoint is fantastic except that affects your own hand, too. So mm. this is the weaker version if you're scared of that. Right. So it 
there's space to play it. I'm not scared of discarding my own weapon. My opponent is more scared of that, so... Right. Do you think the orange pip is enough to coax somebody with an aggressive list to include this? Since security checkpoint especially is double blue. Yeah, it definitely is. You know, I would say throw one in a Dinobot deck just to see how it does against Megatron. Right. You know, or against solo Dinobots. You might be able to snag that perfect uh, upgrade from their hand and discard it so that they've got to wait quite a while to get another one. Yeah, yanking that Jaws of Steel or something out of their hand could definitely turn the tide. Yeah. So I agree with you. I'm not super sold on this one. We'll have to see what the meta shakes out to be, which I think will drive this thing's existence in it. Uh So the other half of that is Disruptive Entrance. Same thing, but with a blue pip, and you get actions instead. I feel this one is more likely to see play, simply because I would be inclined to believe that someone could sit on an action longer, whereas an upgrade, I think, is going to hit the board more quickly. Uh Uh-huh. But I'm not sure exactly whether that's going to play out and be true, or that's just me making things up and, you know, just saying things. No, I'm in full agreement. I have three of them in my Shockwave deck, and actions are insane. They're your draws. They're your disrupts. They're a lot of things where upgrades are mainly character-focused. Right. So the chances of them having an action, especially with Brainstorm being in this set, in the game in general, people are going to play more actions than they will upgrades most likely. You're more likely to hit an action card with this card than you are to hit a weapon with uh, disruption. Makes sense. So I think we're pretty much in agreement on that one. So emergency. Yeah, you mentioned main. we would be dis- disagreeing on some of these cards. I know. I, mean, I thought happen. we were, but maybe we're all. Maybe it'll happen with some of the character ones. Or yeah, maybe this one right here. Well, I want to like this one, but I don't right now. Even though somebody blew me out with it yesterday, so I'll, uh-huh. I'll get into that in a second. Emergency maintenance is an orange pip. Repair one damage from one of your characters. If you have more stars of characters in your KO area than you have on the battlefield, repair two more, so a total of three from that character. I got blown out because they just happened to play on a pivotal turn. We were down to literally just one-on-one at that point, and that won on the damage race. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel about healing in general yet, to be perfectly honest. Healing is huge. That It's... Such a shift from other games where you don't care most of the time. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, well, I'll just play another guy. But this game is so much different since, well, those are the only guys you're going to get. It is surprisingly difficult. I know a lot of people disagree with this, but I think it's surprisingly difficult to one-shot a character. Mm-hmm. And healing makes that even more difficult. Right. It's- so at, at the draft event, I had Dinobot Swoop as one of my specialists. Okay. And I was bouncing him between 9 and 8 health with his heal ability so often, Uh it it won me too many games. (laughs) Yeah, I definitely lost some games to my opponents, either Swoop swoop specifically, couldn't get that one out, Mm -hmm. or, as I said, Emergency Maintenance, some other heal cards. In my head, in general for healing cards, it's does this break a threshold where it will go from a two-hit to a three-hit, a one-hit to a two-hit, or, you know, if somehow you had more than that. Uh, but I also had just as many games where 
because it was one game with all the healing and then another game where my opponent one shot two different tanks. Ouch. Yeah, it, it was... That's insane. Yeah. They, for super high in defense. Yes, it was ridiculous. He pumped out like 17 damage, I think, off of Thundercracker through a number of different things. It, it was something absurd. I'm just like, uh, I guess I'm dead. So oh, I had both ends of the spectrum mm-hmm. where, okay, healing looks like it's crazy because this literally won him the game. It broke parity. Then I had the other end of the spectrum where I could have had every healing card on the face of the earth, and guess what? It never would have done anything. Yeah. No, I don't think this would be a 3 up, but mm-hmm. in any aggressive deck like Dinobots, that's a popular deck. I keep going back to that. Uh, you've got the orange battle icon, and it's one of those things where it's like, okay, I'm down to my last guy. Let's get some good healing off, you know? Right. So when you're flipping it, it'll help with being aggressive, and then near the end, it's like, okay, well... Free health. Like, let's see if that helps. So are, you know, you, so are you suggesting this basically only gets played for its card text when you're down to your last character? Yeah, definitely. I think most people would be playing three characters, mm-hmm. and if you're playing three, it'll be really tough to play it before you're down to your last. Right. Yeah, that's the other thing is that it's... I mean, I, I'm okay, as we were talking before, about something that is very situational because you're going to be cycling through your deck. You could maybe hold on to it and just sit on it for a while, but... It feels, this is one where you had said we were possibly going to disagree on. I don't think I really disagree with you that much, (laughs) but maybe I lean a little bit farther away where I'm not as hot on it. But I think it could have a place. I do like the idea of healing, but I don't know, we were talking about the math earlier, whether I'm comfortable enough with the the break points for the health thresholds to Uh say, yes, one healing is good enough, or it has to be three. Or it has to be, you know, however much to make sure that your guy lives. Yeah, one thing I want to throw out to the community, don't sleep on blue battle icons. Yeah. Like, too many people are like, oh, I'm just going to fill my deck with orange because I just need to hit as hard as I can. Because there were games where I just flipped a bunch of blue. It's like, oh, I took no damage. Look at that. Funny story how that works. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) One uh, one last quick thing about this to... uh, all you comic book fans out there, I'm sorry for the artwork because uh, comic book fans, well, they may have a, a few tears for this specific scene. <laughs> I, I know you said you had read some of the comics, but you haven't gone through everything yet. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah, yeah this one. Yeah, a long way to go. Yeah, this, uh, this one may get you when you get there, but <laughs> I don't want to spoil <laughs> too much. As you can tell, yeah. it's not exactly, uh, you know, somebody's birthday, judging by the yeah, artwork. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So uh, our next one was a preview one that generated a lot of hype, and that's Equipment Enthusiasts. So it's another white pip. Draw a card for each of your upgrades. So you could be drawing all the cards, but does drawing all those cards, like, is this what gives you a chance to play what we were talking about a few cards ago and drop them down to three cards? Is that the counter to this, or do you think this card's even going to matter? This card will matter for upgrade heavy decks because they won't probably want to be scrapping their hand that much. Mm -hmm. And what I like about this is you can always play your upgrade before you play your action. So no matter what, this gets you one card. Sure, you're playing a card for a card, but that's like the worst case scenario with this card. Right. No matter what, you'll get a fresh card, something that 
might be more useful than whatever this is, you know? But yeah. I think I'm an enthusiast. Like, Do you see on that end that this card will find its way into decks that aren't equipment heavy? So is playing it to draw two enough? Yeah, that's definitely enough. But I've noticed if I'm not running heavy on, a, on upgrades, there's enough disruption and weirdness that happens where... Like, sure, I might be able to draw two semi-frequently, but with things like Grenade Launcher, you're losing that at the end of your turn. Right. So that's not stacking turn after turn after turn that you might be able to use Equipment Enthusiast. And Grenade Launcher is a, game, is a card that a lot of people are going to be playing. Yeah, that one's definitely going to make an appearance. I I don't know how I feel about this. I, I want to like it because there's obviously a humongous potential upside. But as you said, I anticipate that I think there's a lot of collateral damage for equipment based or upgrade based decks. So drill arms, I think yeah. will get run by a lot of things and then you'll just be losing upgrades by accident sort of thing. And that's yeah. before you consider stuff like ramming speed that are dedicated to doing it. And I don't know if you can overload that. I mean, if your whole deck is upgrades, yes, you'll just play an upgrade every turn and eventually they'll run out of removal. But since you are limited to playing that single upgrade, barring, you know, other shenanigans, it might be tough, but I've also had enough games where I've had no cards in hand, so I I think it will exist in some capacity. I guess my yeah. concern is that it'll be very rock, paper, scissors as to whether they have or see their drill arm cards or not. Yeah, one thing's for sure. I want people to play it. Because then Shockwave gets way better. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is true. Yeah, it, and they, it may be a self-defeating thing, and it's just a meta cycle of this rise in popularity, so then Shockwave comes and crushes it, or, you know, just anti-upgrade decks, and then from there, okay, well, it goes out of popularity, so all those decks fade off, et cetera, and then the, the circle of life begins anew. Yeah, no, I definitely love that we're seeing that already with the first set. Right. So that I think this will see play. We'll, I guess we'll see how much. Now, this one, Hunker Down, was something I wish I had yesterday when I was playing Tanks, but I didn't see oh. it. Yeah. So this is one of two Tank-centric cards. All the, the tribes, we'll call them, got different support cards for the alt mode. So Hunker Down is a blue pip, which is important for Tanks. Mm -hmm. Flip each of your characters from bot to tank, then for each of your tanks that isn't upgraded with an armor, go get an armor from your scrap pile and put it on them. That's insane. This card, I... So I did go through the list. There actually aren't too many armor that you are going to be happy about having in general. There's enough, I think, to be happy about. And obviously this card gets better over time. New sets come out. There'll be new armor. There'll be new tanks. So it definitely has a lot of potential in the future. But I'm not sure there's a whole lot that you're super excited to play with right now. Are there? Are you looking at tanks at all? Um, slightly. They're very thought of mine, mm -hmm. and I've got to disagree with you about all those armors. I oh, think there's okay. so many that you want to play. So what ones are you looking at? Blast shield, force field, uh, the scrapper gauntlets. Um, well, that's a, is that an armor? Yeah. 
Ah, then maybe I missed yeah. some because I when I went through for some reason I or mentally I have that catalog. I mean, Strapper Gauntlets. To me, it's kind of like brass knuckles. That's a weapon, not a. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So maybe running, I'm misclassifying things. Although if you're running melee tanks, you've also got body armor. Mm-hmm. Which, if you aren't familiar with people listening, if you aren't familiar with these cards, we're gonna get to them eventually. Yes, we will get. Sorry for uh, throwing stuff out. Um, this particular one, I mean, there. I'm not saying there's no armor. I just. So I do think tanks is going to your point about blue pips, and I'll bring it back to armor in a second. But I think that blue pips dot deck could be a thing, and tanks is where it would be. You already sport your high defense. You throw in a bunch of blue pips, and it's, I'll never die kind of thing. I'm going to have a defense that's astronomical. And yeah. I think that's how they end up winning games. But I do have a concern with all those blue pips. Are you ever actually going to do damage? Depending on what armors you're running, okay, well, I live forever, but if my opponent even has a pierce one, they'll get there eventually. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, the, the attack values when you have bold gazillion from Dinobots, can sometimes, you just can't contend with it. Yeah, definitely. Um, but I, I mean, I've been recently, probably in the past couple of weeks, I've been really gung-ho about defense being important. Right. And yesterday at the draft, defense saved me so many times. I'd be down to like, one health from an attack, and it's like, wow, thank goodness that character had base two defense. Like, yep. if he was one of those ones that had base one, I would be out. Well, it's yeah, not unlike so. the healing discussion we just had, where yeah. taking it from a single attack or two attacks or three attacks to one extra can mean the difference. It gets you another on tap step, it gets you another attack, it gets you even another transform. Yeah. And so, so yeah, this will definitely see play, it's just I don't, I don't know where tanks stand yet. Yeah, no, and uh, I'm just really sad now. I quickly scrolled through all the characters, mm-hmm. and I did not see any tank melee or tank specialists. I don't believe there are any specialists, but Demolisher, I'm pretty sure, is melee. Melee in his bot mode, yes. not his tank mode. Correct. Yeah, so this so, will not let you go get those things to throw on them. It wouldn't let you get body armor. But Which... It would let you get some other things. I think Scrapper mm-hmm. Gauntlets would be amazing to get. Just, you know, scrap their upgrades or get or draw a card yourself. Like, right. I think when we get the inevitable drill tanks, those will be the melee tanks. Mm-hmm. So if we yeah. ever get, you know, Twin Twist or something like one of those characters that they'll show up then. But for now, I guess it kind of makes sense. All the tanks, they all have cannons. So mm-hmm. <laughs> that's why they're all ranged. So uh, moving on from Hunker Down, we've got Incoming Transmission, which... I feel like is an auto-include in every deck. Uh, did you skip one? Possibly. If you're going alphabetical, mm-hmm. that's what my cards are also organized as. You skipped uh, I Still Function. Oh, because I have a space in there, so I'm going to pull that up since I, I can try out my handy-dandy. Well, I can... We can wait if you want, but, you know... Uh, well, we might as well go in order. So we'll pull up that on-demand card. So we'll we'll circle back to the other one in a second, but I still function should be up for everybody to see now. So in mine, because I had to manually rename everything, <laughs> I must have okay. a typoed in there. So I still function is one of the more exciting ones. 
and iconic ones. Return one of your KO characters that has 12 or fewer stars to the battlefield and repair one damage from it. At end of mm-hmm. turn, KO it. So what? Do you, I'm excited about this. What about you? It's going to lead to some ridiculous plays. Right. Absolute ridiculous plays. <laughs> yeah, this... So, first things first, I still function. I, I know why they didn't just use a still from the 84 movie, but I can't not see and hear that scene in my head when I hear oh, the yeah. line. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I agree with you. This is... My mind first went to Insecticons, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, That's a good one. Because they have a self-KO thing. Um, mm-hmm. any, and along, then, with, oh, God. along with the Ransack, who yep. you can bring him back, he'll have one health, meaning he'll have seven attacks. Yep. Which is equal to Nemesis Prime on a six-star character. It becomes really funny really quickly. Yeah. So what are your other thoughts? Like, where else did you think you were going to see this card? Or do you think it's going to show up in everything? Yes. Just brief. So after the FAQ release, and we got that clarification with Dinobot Sludge, immediately it was, okay, you attack with Sludge early on, you get him knocked down near the end of the game when Grimlock is really damaged and whoever else you have partnered up with him is really damaged, you, I still function Sludge, Flip him into his alt mode, take all of their damage onto Sludge, KO him again, and you've got two fully healed characters. Yeah, that particular play is going to maybe flip a couple tables. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I can't imagine, when I saw that FAQ, and I think everybody out there had the same reaction of, of wait a second, what are you saying? That yeah. that works? Because it's really, it feels unfair even without having played it and actually done it. The I'm saving sure grace, feel dirty. The saving grace to me for this is that it's your action for the turn, and you only get one flip on a turn. So if you do that early on and you want to bring him back to do that again, you're going to have to play Brainstorm, to play Isil Function, to play Rapid Conversion, to get that working, and that is such a stretch of cards. Right. That I don't think Dinobots would focus on. Well, comparatively, but, if you look at emergency maintenance, we're talking, oh, well, you play an action to heal three. Let's assume it's best yeah. case scenario. You're playing I Still Function, you're healing, what, like 15, potentially? With, with Sludge? Yeah, it can get ridiculous. So it, I don't – yes, it is possible they could do it twice. Somebody could do it twice in a game. If you have to, things are going really bad. And yeah. <laughs> I feel as though that is a back-breaking play alone because your opponent has to invest so many resources to do it. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just blown away every time I look at I Still Function. Like, this card is crazy. Do you think that the lack of pips is really going to matter? Will that? I mean, obviously it's not going to be good when that happens, but is that enough of a deterrent to not run this? I don't think so. I'm with you on that. I... This card feels crazy almost to the point that, yes, that was the FAQ that was released. It's almost to the point where I feel like they need to re-errata that because <laughs> just I'll have to play it a few times and see if it is actually as dirty as it sounds. Yeah, like I, I want to see this in action before I start, you know, yeah. calling OP, please nerf. Like. Exactly. We're definitely not saying that because they, <laughs> let's be real, every card game has that 
every time a new set comes out. Yeah. This card is going to ruin everything. The game's already... No, it, I don't think we're at that stage, but it really does feel like that I play function. I still function Rune Star Wars for me. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> so, yeah, I think we're on the same page on this one. Eventually, we'll hit one that we disagree on. So let me drop yeah. that one off. Uh, I, I will say, I yep. have not seen a card that has no pips I haven't seriously considered playing because they're all so good. I think they... I, I'm curious how, what the discussion was to be a fly on the wall of... Clearly, they had to have said, okay, how much do we push these to make sure that people don't ignore it because of the no pips? Like, there's yeah. got to be a mathematical threshold where they say it's good enough to say we'll just rip all the pips off there. Well, I was listening to a podcast from one of the developers at Wizards of the Coast, and he was talking about trash cards. A lot of people are like, oh, this is just a trash card. Why do you even make it? And right. he went on a tangent, but, and it was a really good listen. But one thing he mentioned is that there's a lot of cards that come down to, well, this should really cost two and a half mana. And to me, the pit, the pits, the battle icons, those are the half mana. It's like, this card's really good. We don't want it to be too powerful, though, so let's not give it a pip. And then, you know, we'll release another card that's slightly weaker, but it's got a better battle icon, and that right. kind of balance there. And I'm seeing that here, and I'm loving it. Except there's no healing card with a blue battle icon with a need. Well, that is, and we brought this up before, I... A, most of the offensive-oriented card text brings with it a blue pip, and most of yeah. the defensive-oriented cards bring an orange pip, which is a good balancing effect because eventually we will get those offensive text, offensive pips, and defensive text, defensive pips, and mm -hmm. it's going to push it to that point where mathematically you're maybe not guaranteed certain things, but all but guaranteed, and yeah. that's where... I think the game will shift a lot depending on how they handle it. So I'm very curious how that shapes up going forward. Yeah, definitely. So let's, we'll get, uh, I still function out of there. We'll get hunkered down out of there. So incoming transmission, the one that we were going to go to before, before I messed that up. So, Sorry for interrupting. No, well, it's better you brought it up. So this one, as I was saying before, I feel as though it's an auto-include. Like wh when do you not want to play this? When you don't care what the top battle icon is. I guess, but is there a scenario wherever you, you don't? Uh, with my Shockwave deck, I don't play it. Interesting. Even with the, even just for the, the card draw, you don't include it then? It's a net one. Right. It's not getting me much. You know, I can put a card I don't want on top, but... My whole thing with the Shockwave is I'm not relying off my attacks to swing giant for big knockouts. I'm really relying off my attacks to just mess with you of like, okay, I'm going to make you discard, I'm going to make you do all these things that hurt you, and then I just got the biggest attacker in the game with Inferno just swinging in. That's fair. So, I mean, I... That is a reasonable situation. I still feel, I, without having looked at your exact list, it's hard to say, oh, well, clearly, why don't you cut this for incoming transmission? But I guess the absolute statement of this is always an auto-include is going to be pro provably and demonstrably false. 
because obviously there will be a DAC somewhere minimum that doesn't want to run it. Do you feel that aside from the edge case yep. ones that you're going to run this everywhere? What happened? You still there, Landon? You're back. Okay. Uh, I must have bumped the mic. Sorry. Yeah, you went quiet for a second. I was confused. No, my bad. I must have uh, pulled on one of the cables. I, my setup is not great. So <laughs> for those of you listening at home, I hope all the audio levels are good because I see people in chat and I saw people coming and going, but nobody said anything yet. So hopefully this isn't just, you know, muted the whole time or something. <laughs> uh, I see the audio levels going, so I think we're okay. But uh, so what I was saying is aside from the edge case scenarios, or we'll call them edge case scenarios, so say your shockwave build or something similar, most decks are going to be focusing on combat. If you operate under that assumption, is there a reason not to include this right now? I think the biggest thing is I think there's other draw cards out there that are better. There are definitely stronger draw cards. Like if you need draw and you need an orange battle icon, incoming transmission is a good play. Mm -hmm. But with how limited you are in your deck, because most people will build to the smallest deck size you can, of course. which is going to be 40 cards. Incoming transmission, in my opinion, will probably get cut if you're going for strongest draw cards there are. When you say strongest, you mean quantity-wise, or are you looking for a specific draw effect? Consistent and quantity. Okay. Yeah, I I mean, maybe it's I'm getting skewed by aggressive decks that want to try and force this. So we keep going back to it, but Dinobots or cars where, okay, I drew Improvised Shield. I really don't want to actually play that card. Yeah. So I'll incoming transmission it back on top, go get more gas. That's the yeah. other thing. Uh, or setting up. Battlefield Legend, uh, the rare Optimus Prime, or setting up white pip builds, or you know things like that, where you want there's to have these triggers happen. There's definitely situations where this is great, right? Of course. But then there's situations where, like, okay, drawing two cards, put one back. I keep coming up with zero cards in hand. I'm just constantly playing things, and maybe it's just my play style, but mm -hmm. like I'm constantly running into the situation where it's like, okay, I have no cards. What am I going to do? If I had incoming transmission, oh, I get one card. Right. Yeah, yeah one card. With, Go ahead. Sorry. Like, with other cards, system reboot, backup plan, I'm getting a full hand either way. With databank, I'm drawing two cards at the beginning of my turn. So those cards in particular are the ones I play in Shockwave mm -hmm. and the ones I feel are more powerful. So you do not feel that the, I mean, obviously in your Shockwave build, combat is not the focus right. as you've been describing. Or any other deck that happens to not necessarily avoid the combat step, but it's not the primary concern offensively. So you do not feel that the, uh, it's a card draw card, but... It also, I guess its primary function is rigging combat. And you don't yeah. think it does that strong enough to justify a spot outside of things like that? If you're running a lot of double battle icon cards, mm -hmm. it could really help. But those double battle icon cards are very specific. Right. They're and also very few in general. Yeah. Yeah. And so do you really want to be running a three of just for battle icons that on a card that 
you probably don't want to play, mm. and then run a three of of incoming transmission to hopefully set one of those on top of your deck. That's a fair point. How would you feel, and this is in the, the land of unicorns and rainbows, but what if this card said draw two cards, then put a card from your hand on top of your deck in the, the third spot? So it would not affect this combat this turn, but it would affect your defensive combat. I really want to see cards that affect the defense flips more. Mm-hmm. I agree. And with you. that would be interesting for me. However, it's one of those things where do I get to look at the first two cards? Because if there's a white battle icon, it doesn't matter. Right. <laughs> that is that is a fair point. It, it, it because it's in the hypothetical land, it gets much more complicated, but. Yeah, I'm sure we'll see something like that eventually. I think this may be our first official disagreement, where I think I'm much more positive on it than you sound to be. Although I definitely see your point that it's, uh, you know, where it's good, it's good, and where it's bad, it's probably pretty bad. At first, before we saw a lot of other cards, Mm -hmm. I did say this would probably be a three of in every deck, because it was one of the few draw cards that we saw. Right. Now I've seen a lot of other draw cards, I'm like, this this is taking up space that I don't think I have space to really give it. That's reasonable. So I think that covers it for incoming transmission. So we have another card draw card, Inspiring Leadership. So yeah. we pip, draw three, pitch two. How do you mm-hmm. feel about this one? Similar, but a little bit more positive. Yeah, I, I do like this one in general more. Um, it's but, got Starscream on it. Well, yes. Yeah. <laughs> He's a great Sorry. leader. Cough, cough. <laughs> it, is, it is a great card because it has Starscream on it. Everyone should play this. <laughs> I mean, it, in all seriousness, I do like it in general more, although I feel that the previous one might see a little more play because of the combat rigging. You still end yeah. up, well, you net zero, technically, because uh, you're playing this card and then you're pitching two more. True. True. But... Given the fact that there's some recursion elements, you're digging deeper, you know, all those things, it, it's definitely going to have its place. Things like Nemesis and Cosmos love this card. Mm-hmm. So I I like it in general. I think, I don't know, I haven't played Dinobots, but I actually think I like Inspiring Leadership more than Incoming Transmission for Dinobots. Really? Why is that? They're, they're so focused on bold mm-hmm. that... One card on top of my deck probably won't make that big of a difference when I'm hitting bold eight, probably, on average, Mm -hmm. where getting those double battle icons out of my hand and just into my deck, which will probably reshuffle in the next two turns Mm -hmm. to possibly flip again, I think would be a lot better than, oh, I can put one back. You know, so... Yeah, I can see that. It's situational, but I don't know. I, I do... For some reason, I like it more in Dinobots than in Coming Transmission. I think it's a reasonable swap. I think in both cases, they're going to get better over time because obviously we will see more cards with multiple pips, whether that's orange, orange, blue, blue, or orange, blue, or potentially a three one because there is enough space. Yeah, that'd be crazy. But this one also will get better because presumably we'll see more recursion cards or things that care about what's in your scrapyard and when it's in your scrapyard and that sort of thing. Yeah. So both of them have potential both now and later, I think. I mean, you could always use Inspiring Leadership to scrap two armors, then, you know, maybe hunker down and get some uh, armors onto your tanks. That's exactly where I think this one's going to shine with those sort of effects. I'm hoping that tanks will be a thing just because I kind of like it thematically, but since I got 
the the snot beat out of me yesterday um, <laughs> when I was running it. Well, I guess we'll see. Yeah. Well, there's I still function again, which uh, to anybody listening, the reason we're skipping this one is because, well, we already did that one. So this is another one that we had discussed previously, Leap into Battle. Blue pick. Yes. And one of your characters gets plus three attack until end of turn. Is this an auto-include? Presumably in aggro, it is. Yes. In many decks, it's an auto-include. Anything that does rely off of attacking, you know, heavily, is mm. going to want to include this. Uh, it's questionable with Dinobots, with all the bold going on, mm. but in most decks, it is an auto-include. Would you, and this is another hypothetical, because uh, this one seems pretty obvious, there's not too much to say about it, but yeah, you're going to be running it if you want to actually attack your opponent's guys. Would yeah. you ever consider if there was a tap effect to, and it doesn't necessarily have to be leap into battle, we've seen some tap effects on the Insecticons, but in the future, presumably, there will be more. Would you cut an attack-granting card for something that just taps down one of your opponents in an aggressive deck? Yes. I th I'm kind of leaning that way as well. I mean, obviously, it's going to depend on the exact card text, but I think I could see myself saying, okay, maybe I don't want the leap into battle. I'd rather just reset everything, depending or whatever the case may be. Uh, just to break this up really quickly yep. and to inform you, I know you're recording this, mm. but I just checked the audio levels on Twitch, Yes. and I can barely hear us. Either of us? Yeah. Uh, that's not good. Let me... Like, I've got the Twitch stream on mm. and just muted, and I unmuted it, and I had to lower Skype to, to hear us, and I could barely hear us. Can you Sorry. hear it any better now? Let me check. Right, I'm testing it out right now. Can you hear me? Any good? It's uh, two seconds behind, so one okay. second. Hopefully I can boost the audio levels in post, or that's going to be super awkward. <laughs> so I'm a bit louder. I'm here. I can hear myself, mm -hmm. but you, I'm struggling. All right. I can boost my own mic. Um, let me okay. do that right now. Uh, but in I have Skype, I can hear you fine. Yeah. yeah. I'm, that's why I thought we were okay. I can hear you clearly. Um, yeah. So my mic is at max. I will add some boost. Unfortunately, that means that it will probably... It does add a little bit of white noise. Okay. Um, hopefully, it doesn't overtake everything. Yeah. This is the first time I'm running through it, like I said, so I'm trying to play with it. Yeah, no worries. Let me see. And you're recording it, so people can still get all this information later. So. Yeah, exactly. Like I said, I'm hoping that I can do some work on the back end with it to uh, make it a little bit stronger. Let me turn that up maybe. And let me check and see if there's something I can do on the Skype end. Oh, you're good on Skype. Well, I mean, if that will boost it for the recording. Because uh, right now in OBS, the mic level is as high as it goes. Okay. So that's why I wanted to see if maybe pushing the output from Skype will add it a little bit better. But you can hear yourself fine on Twitch? Yeah, yeah. 
Let me see if I can on yourself fine? Yeah, on Twitch? Yeah, yeah. Let me see if I can. Now I just unmuted Twitch and it sounds okay to me. At least right now. Okay. So hopefully we'll I mean, unfortunately I'll find out the hard way at the end. <laughs> yeah. Uh so hopefully hey, if okay. there's you know, whoever's watching, let us know what the audio levels are like. If you think they're fine, great. If not, let us know. Yeah, we're definitely open to feedback. So, uh, all right, we'll move on from there. So now we're on to Medic. Medic, uh, yeah. repair two from one of your characters. Is this good enough with no pips? Uh, this is a card that I am... I'm debating on putting it in my Shockwave deck. Okay. Repairing two damage is not bad. Zero... Battle icons is tough, but is it worth it? I honestly, this is a card I'm struggling with right now. I don't know. Yeah, I for zero pips. I mean, man, that's that's tough. Uh, yeah, I I struggle to, and this is one where experience will tell us. But is two really the breaking point, or is the one on emergency maintenance? before you get the buff enough. I I, I, I don't see it as two. Because through the course of a game, I'm probably going to play this two to three times mm -hmm. on one character. So that could be a thick health swing. Possibly. And with my characters being so defense heavy, they both have three defense, mm. healing two to six damage over the course of a few turns, could be the giant swing they need. Right. It's... Hmm. I'm not sure. If, if, if I'm running it, I'm running it as a 3-of. Right. I don't think you can include a 1-of and then just throw it out here or there. Yeah. I, I'm not sure yet from a, a game flow perspective of whether there are enough scenarios where... I don't know if you're going to hit that break point multiple times, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So, uh -huh. your opponent tags you for 10 damage in one shot because of whatever. You know, they, they flipped a billion cards with Dinobots, they hit you for 10. Yeah. You may be able to heal two to keep your guy alive for the next attack, but even if you've healed six, the fact that you already had four on there is enough to keep you within two shot range. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't yeah. know how that flows yet. Exactly. If your opponent is hitting huge, Medic drops in value. Right. If they're, like, not slipping well or just not getting the upgrades on the characters they need mm. and they're hitting you for, let's say, eight, well, healing two, you're at six damage. Yeah. Even if they get another attack, if you have more health, like, I don't know, it's... It's a card that will have to take careful planning mm -hmm. and consideration in a deck. I see it seeing play. I just, for me personally, I don't know if it's going in my deck. Well, I want it to. Do you see I, it seeing play over emergency maintenance? So it, it, that's kind of, not to repeat the same argument, but it's, I don't know if you're really going to see even triple medic over the course of a game just by virtue of how if you're building yeah. a lot or toughing a lot or a lot of white pips or whatever, sure, you see a medic. You'll see the other ones, but you're not actually playing them. Yeah. So, it, so I don't know if you can count on hitting one 
maybe two. I think three is stretching it. The big thing for me with emergency maintenance is by the time you have more stars in your KO area than in play, I'm not sure if that is going to help you enough. Well, it's more, I'm not honestly thinking you play it for the one heal, emergency maintenance, and then the three is just a bonus if it happens. So it's really just a force that I buy myself one more turn because I don't think you're going to get more than one turn out of any given heal card. Yeah, but then we got Repair Bay, mm. which also has an orange battle icon and will repair each of your characters for one health. Right. Which is also difficult to pull off, but it's possibly more healing than emergency maintenance and healing earlier. Right. And that's kind of the same argument with Medic. More healing can happen earlier. You know, I it's a platform. Healing cards are tough to really nail down. I like them, but I've really got to see how big these characters are actually swinging up against my deck. Yeah, there was somebody throwing it around in the Discord a while ago, I don't remember who, that was saying that they were averaging a little over nine attack per combat, and uh-huh. or that was the median, and I think it was like between seven and whatever was the bulk of their uh, damage numbers. And if that's yeah. the case, I mean, okay, you know, with 18 damage, I'll heal two. Well, what I mean, does that matter? Yeah, yeah. I, those numbers were being thrown out before we saw a lot of the set. Right. And I think that changes things massively. Yeah. A lot of these cards have really changed the way I've thought about the game, which is fantastic. Yeah. I'm very so. curious to see how it'll shake out, but it, it definitely feels like something that isn't... I don't know yet. We'll have to see. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. Uh, so new yeah. designs. This is one we saw a while ago, but Orange Pip, you may play an upgrade. So are you as hot on this as Brainstorm? Obviously, it doesn't quite give you as much, but... Uh, it's fun. It's definitely interesting. And for anyone playing heavy upgrades, definitely a play. Right. Even Dinobots, I think I would see at least one copy of it. It's one of those things where it's a handy bonus. I don't, don't plan on having it every turn, but it's a handy bonus. Yeah. I I mean, in that maybe the Megatron Living Weapon deck, you really want to load up early, so this lets yeah. you go on turn two, weapon uh-huh. weapon. Outside of that, obviously, it's probably not going to see a whole lot of play, but I, I think it's a niche enough and good enough at what it does that's probably going to at least for now, until we get more sets, earn some slots. Yeah. So this one is one that I'm excited about, I, and it kind of goes back to that plane deck that we had briefly touched on earlier. One shall stand, one shall fall. Mm-hmm. Choose any of your characters and an enemy character. Do three to each of them. Yeah. I like this one because I like symmetrical cards and trying to figure out ways to break them and bring it to my advantage. In this particular case, lacking any pips, and the fact that you're self-damaging, I don't know. I don't like this guy. (laughs) I really want to like it, but I don't know. It's tough. I mean, it's one of my favorite quotes, one of my favorite scenes in the classic movie, and I'm so sad that I just don't like the card. I kind of like the cards, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I wish this, it has nothing to do with the card effect, but I wish it was one shall stand was a card and one shall fall was a card. Oh yeah, that would that would been pretty cool. Um, but yeah, like doing three damage is a lot. 
taking three damage is a lot. Right. And to get that into my advantage, it has to be for knockout. And if that's the case, I feel like something like Photon Bomb, which we'll see later, yeah. uh, will actually just be the better play. I think you're right. Unfortunately, as iconic as this is, it's just going to be tough. Um, yeah. Um, now that we've seen the whole set, if this had previewed early, I would have said, oh, well, what if we have a, a character that self-heals a lot or, you know, takes yeah. no, does, can't take non-combat damage or, you know, something like that. I mean, you could always brainstorm, one shot stand, one shot fall, and then medic, so you only took one damage, I guess. You could, but... That feels like a lot of effort. I'd have to say yeah. find a list. Like you're, you would spend a lot to accomplish what you're doing, yeah. but I think this needs more cards in a set. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how it goes. So this one got everybody excited. Peace through tyranny. Two orange pips. You can KO one of your characters that, let, that has six stars or more. If you do, take an extra turn. Yeah. I don't see any way that this doesn't find a home somewhere. It will find a home. I think people are overthinking the card, though. Well, I think that the majority of the time, it ultimately will boil down to the double orange pips. Uh-huh. And then you, you know, maybe sit on one and sandbag it, and then you close the game out. Yeah, the best use for this card, in my opinion, is either get that final KO before your opponent gets a turn, or you do it so after everything untaps, it's your turn again. Right. Because that's the strongest position to be in. Absolutely. So, Do you... <laughs> are we? Is somebody going to live the dream of brainstorm into I still function into this? I mean, someone will. <laughs> By law of averages. <laughs> yeah, like, eventually someone will pull that off, and I'll just question why. But, yeah, <laughs> they can totally do that. <laughs> Well, like, I was going out anyway, so my, I, I guess it's worth it. I don't know. <laughs> I, I really like that they make it six stars or more because that eliminates RC and Flamewell being the obvious choices of these guys I kind of just had leftover stars, so I threw them in to help out my team. Mm-hmm. Sure, I'll knock them out. Right. You know, it's got to be six stars or more. Someone that's a little bit more important to the team. Exactly. So. It definitely disrupts things. They definitely did their homework there. So, yeah. like I said, I think the orange pips are the most important part of this. Or maybe not the most, but a significant chunk of it. Yeah, definitely. So, you were just talking about this one, Photon Bomb. Do two damage yep. to each character. It is a great card when you have very few characters. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure most Insecticon teams are not going to be running this. Yeah, yeah, probably not. Although, they've got some uniqueness with it. Yeah. I've got it. Well, the one thing that came to mind when I was playing yesterday running tanks was I would not be happy to see this because I opened it and I did not include it. Uh-huh. Just because, well, they had, all that defense doesn't matter when it's an action card. So yeah. if those high defense decks or if, I guess, if tough decks became a thing, mm-hmm. this kind of invalidates, well, not invalidates, but definitely is a uh, weapon for use against them. Yeah. Yeah, I, this one, does it put you off at all with the no pips? Do you think that's enough to ignore it? Uh, no. Like, like I said earlier, like a lot of the cards with no battle icons are just so good on their own that I still consider play, playing them. Right. Because when I'm flipping, 
if I'm attacking and I flip a blue, it might as well be blank as well. If I'm defending and I flip an orange, it might as well be a blank. Right. So this is just a guaranteed blank, but it's so powerful when I actually get to play it that it's kind of worth it. Yeah. This is definitely something worth trying to break the symmetry on. Yeah. Whoop, almost skipped ahead too many. So Plasma Burst, another blank card. Do two damage to an enemy. I like this one more. More than Photon Bomb? Oh, yeah. Really? Because you're not damaging yourself. Well, yes. That's but the main thing. So if I'm running a four-wide team, Plasma Burst is going to come in handy way more than Photon Bomb. Oh, Even if I'm running a three-wide team, because most players are talking about running three-wide, Photon Bomb does six damage each. Plasma Burst is one of those ones where it's like, Oh, that character has two health left. Oh, Plasma Burst, knock out, attack someone else. I just gained a huge advantage. Right. So are you including this in a lot of stuff then? Well, I haven't included it much yet. Okay. But every time I see Scrapnel, I'm wishing I had a Plasma Burst. Mm. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, like to me it's an anti-Scrapnel card. It turns him from a three-hit KO to a two-hit KO, yes. which is a lot easier to deal with. Yeah, it totally changes the game. I, yeah. I'm not sure I can say that I like it better than Photon Bomb. I mean, the the arguments are exactly what you were describing and relatively yeah. obvious. I don't. I think it's going to be a meta call. Ultimately, of okay, am I seeing a lot of opposing four wise? Well, then okay, well <laughs> I'll run yeah. Photon Bomb. You're getting more value out of it. Photon Bomb's a better opening move. Right. I'll definitely say that. Like, early in the game, sure, just two damage on everyone. I've got enough health to deal with this. Where yeah. Plasma Burst, I like near the end of the game, where it's like, oh, boy, we're both running low. Two damage could make the swing. Yes. It also... Hmm. I wonder if it will be worthwhile, or if there would be a... Because typically, the way I've been playing it is focus down someone. It essentially eliminates one of your opponent's attack steps if you yeah. get rid of one of their guys. Is Photon Bomb, not to jump back too much, but is Photon Bomb enough to justify spreading damage so you can try and close it out in one turn or get multiple KOs in a single turn? You could. I don't it, know if it's worth, like, I still think it's better to just focus somebody down, but... Yeah, I, it's still better to focus someone down, but I'm playing Shockwave, and I don't get to pick where that damage goes. My opponent does, so they will be spreading the damage around. Right. So maybe Photon Bomb with that is actually a good strategy, because they're spreading damage around, and then you just do two to everyone. Right. And, you know, maybe that knocks out one of the characters if they were just using to spread the damage around. I'm not really sure. I just know that the direct damage with Plasma Burst, when you play that, it will make a difference. Yeah. I definitely so, lost the game to it because somebody was able to just out of nowhere KO someone that would have had another turn. So yeah, the damage to everyone with Photon Bomb may not help. It, it might be what makes you lose the game. Right. So, Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how it shakes out because it, it seems that Photon Bomb should be so strong, but in other games, you could just not play characters and yeah. then build your deck character list and, oh, well, that side doesn't affect me. In this game... You're required to, and there's no way to dodge it currently. So yeah. that drawback may be too much, and Plasma Burst ends up being the play. Yeah, and I'm running a two-character team, so I'm not afraid of seeing that card. Oh, four damage for me. How much for you? Right. Okay. Yeah, so I think Plasma Burst, and this 
to go along with what I was talking about earlier with the plane deck, whether photon bomb, bombing run, plasma burst, all those out-of-combat things are enough. Yeah. I don't know if there's quite enough damage, since one shall stand, one shall fall would actually <laughs> really almost cripple that build, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, so after plasma burst, we got ramming speed. This one, there's probably not too much to it. I, It's going to show up. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a lot of play. Yeah. Like, orange battle icon... Scrap an enemy upgrade, you gain such an advantage with both those things that, yeah, it will definitely see play. I don't know, and this is really the only point of contention on this one that I think may be there, is whether this gets cut in favor of drill arms or its ilk where, well, everybody is running living weapon, Megatron living weapon, so mm-hmm. I just care about destroying weapons. So I don't need that specific thing to be as generalized. I feel right. as though this almost needed to be a no-pip card, to be honest. As it is right now, it, I don't know if... It's hard to justify not including it, even with the well, other ones. I don't know. Well, the other ones are very specific of what type of upgrade they scrap, where this is the generic scrap any enemy upgrade. Right, but that's my point, I, is that this... I, it almost feels like it's slightly too good, like you were saying before, where it might be a half step too good because of the pip to not include the other ones. I, I'm not sure yet. Yeah, no, it's definitely a tough call, but I like the card, and I think it should see play, mm. and I'm not playing it in my chocolate deck. be a team. This card is not good, but I'm playing it here. This card is really good, but I'm not playing it. <laughs> I play weird stuff, man. <laughs> hey, it's allowed. <laughs> so that one, there's not too much to it, but uh, this is another one that I think we'll see a lot of play, Rapid Conversion. Oh, yeah. Flip one of your characters okay. to its other mode, and it's a white pip. There are too many, when this flips to the side, for this card to not see play. Yeah, I originally thought it would be too powerful with a white battle icon, and then I saw some of the other cards that also flip for you, and what battle icons they were getting, I'm like, okay, white's fair. Like, yeah. Yeah. This is another one where there's probably not too much to it. Look, you're, if you're playing one of the cards that cares about whether you flip, especially if you don't happen to be cars or tanks or one of the ones that got something to put uh-huh. or you just want extra copies, which you may yeah. want anyway, it, it's just, it'll probably end up in your 40-card deck. Yeah, one of my favorite things with it is you can attack with a zero-defense character, and if I see a zero-defense character vulnerable, I'm like, oh, I'm going for that guy. Right. So he'll take an attack, and then you can use Rapid Conversion to flip him back to his more defensive side, and then flip another character for the next attack. Yeah. So just that makes me go, oh, I need to play this. Yeah, there, it opens up so many possibilities to yeah. do things. Or even the simple things, of, like we were saying, with any of the things that have built-in flip powers or care about when you flip doing it the same turn right now, not, i got to flip it, wait till next turn, and then I can do it. Yeah. So I get to, with the other Megatron, I need to get rid of an upgrade. Okay, well, it's going to cost me some cards, but flip, flip, kill that thing. Yeah. So uh, the next one I really like, I think people are starting to go more south on, and that's ready for action. So it's, okay. a, it's a no-pip, untap one of your characters that has 10 stars or fewer. I think a lot of people were very hot on this initially and are starting to cool off. Are you in that camp, or did you never like it, or do you still like it? I am not cooling off about it. Okay. I made a video of 
is ready for action broken. Yes. <laughs> and I still think it's broken. It is so good. Yeah. It's ridiculously good. I think... But again, I'm not playing it. <laughs> <laughs> in that sense, I just didn't see stars. why. But this but is... But more than 10 stars. I can't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's not quite a time walk. It's not literally taking another turn like Peace Through, through Tyranny. But it right. feels pretty close to that. Like it, yeah. it feels pretty close. I, so in Cars, there's a lot of untapping going on. And I seriously had an opponent once that was able to play Ray Fraction and Turbo Boosters on their final turn and went from, okay, I'm going to take damage from this one guy. That's not too bad, too. Oh my gosh, he just knocked out someone. What right. happened? You know, like, yeah. it's a huge momentum switch. I don't, this, if you're running less than 10 star characters and it's not, you know, oh, I have a, an ancillary one, I think this is definitely going to be in consideration because of those quick turnarounds. It's yeah. something that you can sandbag. I wonder if you can get away with only one or two copies and then just, you know, whenever you do draw, just sit on it forever. I don't know. A lot of the games that I've been playing have finished quickly enough that I feel if you're you're running those oddball things, you may never see them. Okay. Um, but it, aggro decks always rule at the beginning, so we'll see how the yeah. control decks shape up, and then whether you know learning the play patterns end up making it smoother. Yeah, it, it's definitely a card that makes me change the way I think about attacking. Because when I see like that big star character, and I see a couple low star characters. I'm like, okay, how much utility are they gaining with those, and are they playing ready for action? Right. I think you have to respect it no matter what, and that yeah. means that you probably need to have a very good reason not to play it. Mm -hmm. So I think this one kind of speaks for itself. Yeah. Uh, now, Repair Bay is something you mentioned earlier. Repair one from each of your characters for one orange pick. Yep. I like this one more than the other healing cards, uh, just because it... It'll obviously, well, maybe not obviously, but generally heal more because it's spread. Uh, I, go ahead. I wish that was true. Oh, you, it hasn't been shaping out that way? How often are you spreading damage around your opponent? Well, the, what I encountered yesterday actually was more than I would think. Uh, be, I did run up against Nemesis, so <laughs> that could be skewing my, my mental math. But yeah, mm -hmm. that is a good point. So, there's not often that you're able to spread damage around, but it is possible. However, is repairing one from each of your characters better than repairing two from one of your characters? The one that you're going to make vulnerable your next turn. Right. I, again, it depends, it, and that's a... I hate to keep shuffling things to a later, yeah. a later date, but it's a... Does the two matter? Because if you're taking 11 damage, that two damage may not make a difference. That one damage wouldn't have made a difference either, though. Right, but is so the number that's of, where it's how many scenarios where one makes a difference versus two making a difference? Exactly. Uh, and the other piece of it is okay. Well, let's say it's seventy-five twenty-five. One makes a difference versus the twenty-five. You need two to make a difference. How does that orange pip versus zero pips on medic come into play, or does it come yeah. into play? It, like I said, I hate to punt it, but it's one of those I have no idea at this point. Yeah, no, healing is still an enigma, enigma in 
Transformers. Like, we, we still don't know exactly how good it is, because everyone's just so focused on how much damage can I do. Right. It's going to take time to figure that out. Now, given that the numbers, and give me your thoughts on this. So we have seen a one that could be three, we've seen mm-hmm. a two, and we've seen a one from everybody. Does that tell you anything about what the design team's thoughts are on it? Like, for example, is two across the board going to be nuts, but the first set, you know, typically the first set is going to be a little underpowered comparatively so that they have room to grow? What it tells me is the designers kept the win condition in mind with all their decisions. Right. And the only win condition in Transformers is to knock out your opponent's team. If they made healing too powerful, too good, that would break the game. Yeah, the game's a dead end. They're taking a careful approach with this first set, which I like, but it might drive people away from healing until there's a card that is powerful enough to actually make the difference. I'm not sure if Medic for two or even Emergency Maintenance for three under certain conditions Hmm. is enough to make people run out and play it, Right. But Repair Bay is probably the one that most people would consider playing out of all the healing cards. Right. I think it would not be uncommon to get two healing out of it. it you know, your opponent may have some effect that they, like you said, nemesis. Or mm-hmm. by, because, by virtue of your own combat tricks, maybe you ready for action something and it prevents it from getting attacked twice or yeah. some oddball scenario. But I, again, I think I'm in agreement with you that I don't know at this time that it's worth it or that you're going to get much value, we'll have to see how it shakes out. And there's technically one more healing card, but I don't think anyone actually pays attention to it. <laughs> well, um, we'll uh, skip over it. We won't even put it up when it comes up. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll, uh, we'll move on to Rollout, which I actually really like. And it's, I mean, there are a lot of things to say about this one. So what do you, how do you feel about it? It is a brilliant name, isn't it? Um, <laughs> wow, who came up with that? <laughs> oh, I love it. I've ranted for way too long in my video about it. I'm just like, my name, my name of the channel is TCG Rollout. This is Rollout. This is awesome. <laughs> this one, it, I do also appreciate that they, all the cards that are iconic taglines, so Peace Through Tyranny, Rollout, uh, One Shall Stand, One Shall Fall, all those things, the cards fit. You know, they did a good job of matching it. It would have been very easy to just slap something on there, and yeah. I think this works out pretty well. They took the thematic side of TCGs very seriously with these. Yep. They're so painfully obvious, and I love thematic cards. Now, one thing that did strike me with this is that it's one of two cards in everything right now that has both an orange and a blue pip on it. Yeah. So there's only one other one. Now, we'll presumably see more down the road so that Cybertronium Bow isn't just, you know, binder fodder. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But it is pretty cool. Do you foresee this being an auto-include in everything? Are you auto-including it in everything? No. Okay. Because where it really shines is with cards that have flip effects. Of course. So... Ironically, that's a lot of cars. Yes. (laughs) And cars kind of have their own version of this. Now, tanks also kind of have their own version of this. But planes don't. And I can see this being useful in planes. Uh, 
trucks don't, but I don't think there's too many trucks with flip effects. It's mostly, I think it's just the one Optimus or yeah, Optimuses. Uh, Dinobots, I don't think, would be interested in this. They want a lot of control over their flips. They don't want to just be flipping like crazy. So you don't so. think that, so for example, cars, that you would want to include it to have redundancy? That might be, you know. Um, there are certain cards that I'm like, well, you can only play three of this other card, so this card might actually see play if you want more of that. Exactly. And roll out one of those cards, and its battle icons are fantastic. Yes. To me, that my car lists are probably, and any of those ones where I do care about the flips, I'm probably running this as copies four through six of whatever their tribal-centric flip card is. Because yeah. you have enough of the effects, and I did encounter that playing tanks yesterday, that I wanted to flip all these tanks all the time, but I was yeah. limited. It, you know, I only had a couple copies of Rapid Conversion, you know, or yeah. whatever it happened to be. This, because of the combat advantages, allows, you know, you're not paying a penalty to be able to get that. Sure, you don't get whatever ancillary bonus like Hunker Down gives, but you also don't have to eat it on the combat side. Yeah, I would be hesitant to play three of this because of how long it takes to flip all of them to their bot mode. However, with those battle icons, that kind of negates that. So, To some extent, yeah. It is definitely yeah. a concern. You have to play around it, but I think it, it will find a home pretty quickly if, it, if people aren't already finding homes. Yeah. So uh, the next one... Well, here's another repair card. Is this the one you were talking about? This is the one I was talking about. So yeah. we're this one. No, we're not going to skip mm -hmm. it. Uh, I really think the most important part is scrap all upgrades. Um, I guess. I, I, I don't know. I'm, I, since you're healing your opponent's stuff, it's just... That's it. Like, yeah. why am I going to play this to heal my opponent? It's, I, I want to play this when they have no upgrades. The right. best way to get rid of all the upgrades is ramming speed and a right. couple other cards. So, well, what about it? Let's like, let's hypothesize something and see if maybe I can sell you on this because I haven't sold myself on this either. But I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna try. Let's say right. you're going against something that's going tall. So we keep coming back to Megatron Living Weapon. Yeah. Is it worth healing him for three to ramming speed all their stuff in one turn? I I don't think so. Given that it's zero battle so tips, I, I kind of am inclined to agree, but... The thing is, is that Megatron is stacking his attack, mm. not his defense. Right. So you're going to scrap all of his attack, sure, and heal him to do the same amount of damage you have done before. Right. It's so, I want to like it because it has the word all on it. Yeah. So you could theoretically get some serious advantage from this. Yeah. But as we talked about, healing is hard to tell. So if you just push all of your opponent's team from I'm going to KO them next turn to it's going to take me two more attacks or three more attacks or whatever, mm -hmm. you're going to it's going to feel bad. I like Shockwave Inferno. I built a very aggressive, action-based deck, and I still have plenty of upgrades that if my opponent played this, I'd be like, oh, sweet, free healing. Right. I wouldn't be worried about losing my upgrades. I'd be like, oh, thanks. Like, that helped out a lot, you know? Yeah. Two health there, two health there. We were talking about, you know, that difference between one health and two health. Well, if they play this, and then I play Medic, oh my gosh, I just swung four health? 
Yeah. That could be an entire attack there. Yeah. I'm not sold on this one, so we'll leave it at that. (laughs) Uh, Security checkpoint. This one you you referenced earlier. It's a double blue pip, which is one of the few. The player reveals their hand and scraps all upgrades from it. Yeah. This one, obviously, I'm sure your shockwave list is running it. Yeah, sadly, I only have two security checkpoints currently. Mm. But I'm already thinking, like, what card am I removing to get a third one in? Right. (laughs) It's one of those that I wonder, speaking of having two versus three, do you need the third? Because once you land one, are you expecting that you're going to be able to actually net any value from follow-up ones? I'm not planning on, like, chaining these turn after turn. Right. But I want it consistently enough, mm-hmm. and the double battle icons for defense. Yes. Like, yeah. my characters already have high defense. Flipping this, okay, I'm blocking five attacks now. Yeah. That That's going to block, impressive. like, just full characters sometimes. It's interesting so. that this one, and maybe it's because it's a defensive card, so they could push it a little bit more, but if you compare it to, say, Improvised Shield, the actual mm-hmm. card text on that is, I don't want to say irrelevant, but you're, you're putting it in for the double orange. Yeah. This one, you could make an argument for both the double blue and the card text. Yeah, no, definitely. The, the thing is, is that this one confuses me, actually. Okay. Because it's so good. Okay, you scrap all upgrades from both hands. Most likely you'll play it when you're low on upgrades or you don't care about your upgrades. Right. And you're affecting your opponent, which is a defensive play. And the battle icons, the double battle icons, are defensive. Right. This card is purely defensive, where every other card, it seems, the battle icons are flipped. Right. This would still be a great play at a single blue battle icon. I agree. It's that double for I don't know what reason, and it just makes it ridiculously good. Yeah, this, this one's definitely going to see play, and I there are a number of lists that are going to run it, even if you yeah. cannot make use of the other half of the card. Yeah. Or not, maybe not no use, but not great use. Yeah. Uh, so this was one that you were alluding to earlier, Start Your Engines. Blue pin, yeah. flip each... Excuse me. Ah, can't get that. I don't know. My tongue did not function on that one. Uh, flip yeah. each of your characters from bot mode to car mode, then untap one of your cars. We've talked about all the various untap effects that cars have, and this just... I mean, it's an obvious auto-include in cars, but how have you run this one yet? How busted is this one? I, I haven't run it. I've had it run against me. Okay. And it is messed up. Yeah, this is, the, this is another card where, like, they were down to their last, you know, attacker... And all my guys were tapped, and I'm like, okay, I'm in a good position. I won't get knocked out. Start your engines, turbo boosters. What just happened? You swung in with 20 or, yeah, ridiculous number, but, and knocked out a character. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that. You know, this is a huge surprise. You get all these flip effects off because cars love their flip effects, and then you get to untap one of them. Yeah. To... The point you made earlier about spreading damage versus focusing, this is one of the reasons that you focus to ensure that your opponent doesn't just get insane value out of something. You need to to trim their options as quickly as possible. And if your car opponent happens to be sitting on a few cards, you should be expecting to have a bad day very soon. Yeah. 
Yeah, Sartre Engines is definitely going to, as we said with some other cards, be a table flipper for a number of people. Mm -hmm. So uh, this one ties into the, the plain decks that I was talking about with zero pips. Strafing Run. Do one yeah. each enemy. Is this good enough? Uh, it's great for it to be played against you if you're playing. Right. I think it's a fairly good card, um, similar to Photon Bomb, you know? Like, right. It's doing, it's spreading damage, it's doing damage to everyone, but it's not doing it to you, and that's the important difference. Of course. But one damage, so like, how often is that going to come in handy? Yeah, I feel as though this needed a battle pip of any kind. I, I don't know if I care which one it is, as long as it has something. Because Yeah, it, I, it I would love if it was blue, because there's another card in the set that's orange and does one damage to one enemy. Right. Although, so, I mean, the fact that it does it to everything is great, but, yeah, it's... The way combat works in this game, it's not... I don't think it does enough. It's close, yeah. but it, it, I think it needed a pip to really earn a spot. If I'm building a deck that can use Striking Run effectively, I think Photon Bomb is just the better choice. Right. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right there. Unless it turns out that it's just way too difficult to negate the damage on your side, but yeah. we'll have to see. Uh, Supercharge. One of your characters gets bold three until end of turn with an orange pip. So this yeah. is an offense, offense. Uh, yeah. I think that alone means it's going to get sleeved up. Yeah, no, I was wondering, like, so Link in the Battle gets three guaranteed attack, and while bold three isn't three guaranteed attack, Something like Dinobots doesn't care. Right. I think you can probably count on, obviously, depending on the deck composition, that it's going to be plus two attack. You know, yeah. you, you have to assume you're not always going to get that plus three, but the fact that it's not going to be a dud when you're attacking, if you're flipping it, yeah. counteracts that. It's, this one will get played <laughs> until we find a reason not to. Uh, this one's a little more interesting. Swap missions. Blue pip, untap one of your tap characters, then tap one of your untapped characters. Yeah. I, I, my opponent, one of my opponents yesterday had tried to tap my guys with it, and I was explaining to him, no, it's, it's still your guys. I, yeah. It's definitely an interesting trick. I don't know if it's interesting enough. I love it. You do? Okay, tell me, oh, yeah. sell me on this thing. Okay, you swing in with your main attacker, do a massive amount of damage. Mm -hmm. He's tapped. Can't do anything with him. You got another guy that's more of a tech choice. Tap him, untap your attacker, swing him again for huge damage. See, the way I was looking at it was the opposite, actually. I mean, well, maybe not necessarily the opposite, but using it to protect a vulnerable target kind of thing. Uh, if you're, I don't know how much that would come up, and maybe that's why I was not super hot on it. It does obviously get you that extra attack with whoever you're the guy with the biggest fists on your team is. Yeah. But I'm trying to envision what... It, I guess I think this is going to be card like 41 through 43 a lot of the time. I'm not sure yet. Yeah, the only thing with like trying to protect a character is that you still have to tap a character. So you're not gaining any advantage with that. With Ready for Action, you're gaining the momentum advantage. Of I get to attack again not, I just lost an attack, and I want to defend this guy, like... Yeah. So, with this, I really feel like it's best 
I almost included it with Shockwave Inferno because I want to swing with Inferno most of the time. Right. Shockwave in the bot mode that I need him in has a low attack of four. So... That makes sense. I could see, now that you say that, I could see it in a two-wide kind of scenario, or I guess two and a third that you don't care about, that's just yeah. not out stars, where you do get to do those sort of tricks. It's mm-hmm. just, like I said, I'm not sure if this, what this is taking the place of that I, I didn't want. I, I think it makes sense that Prowl's actually on here, because Prowl with this card, I yeah. think makes sense. That's he, kinda, he wants his guys to kind of die, and, uh, <laughs> you know, so he'll tap and untap certain characters so that you can tap someone that you don't really care about to untap someone you want to get more damage off with. You know, maybe you get a second red alert attack off at four to five attack. Right. You know? That's a good that point. Kind of it does mess with combat math and what your opponent's preparing for their defenses, so it definitely has that going for it as well. Yeah. So there is some potential there. Uh, then we got swap parts, another swapping card. Uh, it's a white pip. Choose two of your characters, swap all their upgrades. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, the FAQ has some r- weird ruling with that. So I'm going to bring it up just to make sure people are sure know about it. But if a upgrade cannot be attached to the other character, you do not swap that upgrade, meaning you do not swap the same type of upgrade from the other character. So power so it won't move it the other way, and you don't have to overwrite. Right. So power sword can only be attached to melee characters. If the two characters you choose, one's melee with power sword, the other one's ranged, power sword won't go over. And since that's a weapon upgrade, the weapon upgrade on the ranged character won't go over also. Now, I do not have the FAQ up. Does it require that... If I choose two people that, say, one has an armor and the other doesn't have an armor, will it allow me to move, swap zero for one? Yes. Okay. So you can do that. Uh, I I mean, the obvious one is, you know, you, you just attacked with somebody you loaded up, you swap their weapon or whatever over to your next attacker, you get another go with it. That's an option. Um, I... This just came to my mind, but uh, I kind of like it with Chop Shop. Yeah. Because you've got an ability to naturally get do this to get upgrades on him, but it takes some time and it takes an attack and, you know, it takes a lot, but playing this, you could just move all upgrades to him and then flip him and get some healing off. Yeah. You so. I mean, I had considered that as well. I don't know if... I don't know how Insecticons are going to look yet. Uh, to be yeah. honest with you. I know I've, I mean, there are obvious things like Swarm, which we'll get to in short order. Uh, yeah. But. Next card. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of this one right now. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I mean, someone, someone will take advantage of this. Yeah. There will be something, maybe not necessarily now, but it, it's one of those cards that lets you do essentially multiple actions worth of stuff in a single action. Uh-huh. So there's got to be something there at some point. I just had a, uh, just thought of a rules question. And what's that? Wheeljack. Uh-huh. When you upgrade one of your cards, draw a card, then scrap a card from your hand. Does swapping upgrades mean you're upgrading them? That is a good question, because I could see it going either way. That's crazy. 
Yeah, there could be something there. That that would be crazy. Draw six cards, scrap six cards. Yeah. Especially <laughs> <laughs> if your opponent has Shockwave out. Speaking <laughs> uh, of Shockwave. Yes, please. <laughs> I'm just making a quick note of that because we'll have to throw that on one of the groups, see if we can get an official answer. Yeah. Um, that is a good point because they... I'm kind of leaning towards that it counts as upgrading them because it does do all of the checks as though you were actually playing it. Exactly. But I don't know if the action of upgrading strictly means play from hand, yeah. uh, which is obviously the question in question, but uh, I'm inclined to believe that it would, it would do it, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, so the next one, as we said, was Swarm, Orange Pip, and basically you're including three of these if you're running Secticons. <laughs> yeah, that's mine. Um, flip a battle card for each Insecticon you began the game with, which I, just as an aside, I love that they worded it that way. For yeah. each orange you flip, your opponent chooses a character, deals one to it. For each blue you flip, repair one. I really like this. I love the, any of the direct damage cards. This is one that actually has a battle pip. It cares that you were four wide at the beginning, because presumably you will be. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure, just like we were saying, whether you will be blue pip heavy or orange pip heavy in Insecticon decks just yet. I'm assuming the former, mm -hmm. but I haven't actually written the list yet. Yeah. No, I, I definitely like Swarm, but it's kind of funny with a lot of these, with this card, I prefer the healing. If I can heal myself for four, that would be fantastic. I think that would be way better than my opponent choosing to do one damage to each of their four characters. I agree. The, yeah, so. My concern with it is, so you get to, and as I understand it, it's, say you hit four, it would be four independent instances of either the orange or the blue effect. So yes. you could spread it, you could put all four, you could go two, two, you know, whatever it happens to be. But the Insecticons are all very fragile, with the exception of Scrapnel. Well, obviously the heal there matters, but I don't know. This is another one where we're going to be a broken record, but I'm not sure how the healing shakes out. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see how Insecticons run this. I'm definitely going to try both variations and then a combo variation. Hopefully yeah. my wife and I are going to be able to get some games in tomorrow afternoon or tomorrow night, and we'll see how it goes. But uh, yeah. I do want to point out I love the artwork on this because although... They have been named Insecticons. This is another comic still, like all the action or battle cards. Uh, I hope we get a Bob card eventually. Um, <laughs> I know if you haven't read the comics, that probably makes no sense, but there's an Insecticon named Bob, and it's fun when he shows up. <laughs> so, I, well, I don't want to spoil too much, so we'll leave it at that. Yeah. Uh, so System Reboot, I really like this thing. Yes, this is the, another powerful draw card. The only negative is that your opponent also draws. Now, that being said, let's, let's be a broken record again and talk about Shockwave for a moment. <laughs> so you are refilling your opponent's hand, but it may or may not be full for very long, depending on yeah. how you set this up. Yeah. So yeah, I, I really like this thing. I, I think you can play it well enough that either you're disrupting your opponent, yeah, you're giving them cards, but if they have seven cards, you're taking away three of them. Mm -hmm. Or, if, say, we were talking about cars before, and they're building up cards in hand, well, they're probably trying to kind of combo out. 
maybe you can disrupt them a little bit, make them pick yeah. some of their pieces. Uh, or you could just, you know, not play it if your opponent has no cards in hand. Yeah. I ran into that situation, though, where I didn't have really good hands. My opponent had one card in hand. I was like, do I play System Reboot or do I hold it? Right. You know, and I, I ended up not playing it, and it turned out to be a really good card. It was like, dang it. Oh, well. <laughs> it's going to be something that you're going to have to feel out depending on the matchups, and that's one of the things I'm excited for. It is exciting to have everything unknown and try and figure yeah. it out, but there's also fun in, okay, I know the variables. How do I best use them? Yeah. So I think this one will definitely show up in a lot of places. Shockwave, the obvious one. Uh, I think a lot of aggro decks will probably want it simply because, well, you're getting four new cards. Do you think you can mm. play this in aggro over backup plan? No. Just simply because of giving your opponent cards? Yeah, because if I'm playing aggro, it's the, the fun thing about aggro is that you're presenting a challenge to your opponent of can you keep up. Mm. So they're going to want to be playing as many cards as they can, and if they're not built to keep up with aggro, they'll be slowly falling behind, right. have less cards in their hand, less options to play, and you gain that advantage. Playing System Reboot in that is catch up to me. You know? Like, yeah. So it's not I quite, don't like it as much. Yeah, it's not quite Wheel of Fortune because in Magic or other games where you have a more traditional resource system, okay, your opponent just drew seven new cards, but they all cost six. Mm-hmm. They just they can only play one a turn. You're playing aggro, you could dump your hand. Yeah. In this game, you are limited, and your opponent's going to be staying step for step with you in a lot of cases. So it, it definitely changes the math. It's not quite as obvious as, oh, well, this is this game's Wheel of Fortune. I'll just play it. Yeah. So uh, let's see what we got next, which is team-up tactics. One of I, I really want trucks to work. <laughs> um, that is my thing. Like, yeah, fully I want trucks to be good. I, they just have so many blank text boxes, and I don't know if this is good enough to push it over. I do like Team of Tactics more for the healing than I do for the drawing. Do you? I think it's better with trucks than it is with cars. I think it does give trucks more than it gives cars, because I think cars right now will have an issue squeezing everything in. Yeah. That being said, I don't know if I value two healing over two cards as a whole. To me, cards just have so many other draw options that yes, this is kind of a weak draw option, and trucks have so little options that the healing is kind of massive for them. I agree with you there. Uh, I wish there were, and obviously as we get more sets, it'll change, but right now I think in my notes I had one of the better truck list that I was starting with was essentially two trucks and a car. Yeah, that would be a great combo for this card. Right, because now even though you can only pick one of them, the fact that you could do either, depending on what the situation requires, you're in good shape. Yeah. Plus then you're probably running, with that setup, you're probably running Battlefield Legend as Optimus, so maybe you can get this off of flipping stuff. So, oh, that'd be cool. Uh, I don't know if that's the, the right or correct truck version, but I'm not super excited by three-wide, or I don't even know if you can go four-wide trucks. I don't think you can. Uh, just because of all the blank text boxes. That, that's basically what it boils down to. Yeah. Uh, so what do we got next? Bigger they are. One of our... Le- 
close to the end of our action cards. Um, this is a sort of leap into battle, but for yeah. the little guy. So presumably Cars is going to be running this one, and let me tell you, the Pierce made me very sad when I was running tanks. So this is a blue pencil. <laughs> one of your characters gets plus two attack. While it's attacking an enemy that has more stars than it, it gets Pierce four. So odds are you're, <laughs> you're getting full value for this. I don't know if my mic just messed up or if your mic messed up. Can you still hear me? I can hear you. It's just weird. Uh, do I sound like a robot or something? Uh, no, it's just like it, it got fuzzy. It, I see viewers in chat, so if anybody can hear us and wants to drop us a line, tell us what the audio sounds like. Well, you sound good now. So. Okay. Well, we'll continue in the meantime. <laughs> and it's messed up again. Oh, no! Cool. <laughs> Stop moving your head. I don't know if that's it. Uh, that's it. I got the mic sitting on the desk. Like, that part hasn't moved. It's, it's only my uh, headphones. Yeah, I have no idea what's going on. It might be my headphones. They sometimes freak out on me. Okay. Chat, rescue us. Tell us if we sound okay. Uh, well, if you can hear me, because you sound okay to me, what are your thoughts on the bigger they are? It is brilliant. It's really good make small characters possible. I was kind of worried at first that big characters would just rule the game mm. because there was such high defense, such high health, such high attack that it's really hard to penetrate all that with small characters, and this just levels that playing field. Right. What? <laughs> I am in complete agreement. My only complaint about this card is, man, I just hate those two guys in the artwork. Uh, I know it's <laughs> another comic spoiler, but one of them I truly hate the other guy is one of those you love to hate. Uh, the other one, I just, I just straight up hate. Like I hate that guy. Uh, I need to catch up on these comics. There, well, there's a lot that this particular scene was a more recent thing. But the reason I hate Overlord goes way, way back. Uh, so it's Overlord and Tarn. I, you may or may not come across spoilers if you look up Tarn anywhere. So just be aware for anybody out there listening. Uh, if you don't want to get spoiled, definitely try and read it before you search him. He's a very, uh, like I said, he's a love-to-hate character, and he's very popular among the Transformer circles. So, uh, yeah, I agree with you anyway. At the end of the day, this is another one where it's an aggressive card paired with a defensive pip. I like it a lot. I don't know if I was as concerned as you sounded as far as little guys being unable to compete, but this definitely makes sure that they're going to have a presence. Yeah. So uh, one of the other last ones is Treasure Hunt. So we only got one more after this. Uh, this one is an orange pip. Scrap the top four cards of your deck. Put all upgrades. Scrap this way into your hand. So have you drawn four with this a lot? <laughs> uh, no. Have you even tried? <laughs> I haven't played it. I've seen it played a lot. Okay. And it's average two. Makes sense. But there were some key moments... Where it was zero. Yeah, it's it feels really powerful, and we'll probably get better over time as you could theoretically justify a 37 upgrade deck with three of these kind of thing, or I guess maybe yeah. a, a 34 upgrade because you're probably going to be running four equipment enthusiasts. Um, mm -hmm. Or the other piece is dumping things into your scrapyard scrap pile and trying to fish them out of there with certain effects. It yeah. feels like it is super powerful. I just don't know if it has a place right this second. 
feel like you get the wrong cards. You, you were able to get upgrades, which is great and all, but you're trashing action cards, and I really feel like actions are a little bit more valuable than upgrades. Right now, I agree with you. There, there definitely are some good upgrades. Let's not. Yeah. We're not making it sound like there are bad. You know, every upgrade is bad or anything. But yeah, I don't think there are enough to justify. They they aren't altering the board state enough because you're not getting any extra actions for this. You're just drawing them. Mm-hmm. So you still, okay, you can play one of them, but the other three, you still need three more turns after that to get them out. You know, yeah. having a, it, it's it's something that's waiting for additional help, I think. Yeah. Uh, so the last action that we have is Zap, a super exciting one. Uh, <laughs> it's the out-of-combat that actually has a damage pip that isn't Swarm, and you do one damage. I love it. I really like it, too, surprisingly. <laughs> um, I'm not, like, over-the-top, you know, fawning all over it, but it, because it has a pip, yeah. it doesn't seem like... It seems like it could earn a slot. This does exactly what it says every time. Whether you play it or you flip it, it's one extra attack. Like, th- that is wonderful. Yeah. You know, and I love... Bumblebee in this image. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is not happy. I'm trying to remember when that's from, uh, comic-wise, because as we yeah. said, these are all comic book stills, but I can't remember. But, he, yeah, he is not happy right now, and someone on the other end is even unhappier. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the, the out-of-combat in general damage has impressed me overall. So mm-hmm. I... I do like it. I want to try it. That's why I was harping on the idea of a plain deck or whatever that is almost literally all of these type of cards just to see if it'll function. Uh, It's something I want to try. I'm sure that iteration will not work, but maybe it'll lead to something. Mm -hmm. So with that, that concludes our action cards. Uh, Definitely check out TCG Rollout on YouTube. Uh, We're going to move on to... We'll take a short break real quick, and then we'll move on to our... uh, well, where would you like to move next? Do you want to move right into upgrades, or do you want to jump into characters? I think it makes more sense to do characters last. Okay. So, well, then yeah. we will jump into that. I am cutting this recording right now.